My name is Dave Carney. So known as Turtle Boy. He is a senior editor for Turtle Boy Daily News. I'm a big fan. So we've broken hundreds of stories uh, that the mainstream media won't touch. Some blogger in Massachusetts who's getting to the bottom of this better than anybody. Why is it Turtle Boy that is covering such important issues? Where is the rest of the media? You need to not say that you are going to take my baby out of revenge and make him a transgender baby. Stop it. Don't you want to ask some questions? I know you do. I do. I, I know you People don't like the things that I say and want me to stop saying them. But I won't. I'm never going to stop. These are the kind of stories that must be told. Yo, what's up, turtle people? How's everyone doing tonight? Good, good, excellent. Welcome to the live show, ladies and gentlemen. I am your fearless host. They call me Uncle Turtle Boy around these parts, but you can call me Aiden or Clarence or whatever. I actually go by doctor these days because if Jill Biden is a doctor, then I'm definitely a doctor. You can follow me on Twitter. I am at Dr. Turtle Boy, D O C T O R Turtle Boy. I even have a blue check mark. I'm fancy now. I got 35.5 thousand followers and counting. So get at us on there. Follow us on all our other socials on Facebook. I'm Clarence with Emerson. You can also follow the Turtle Boy page. Follow that on Instagram. We are at turtleboy underscore daily underscore news. I also have another Twitter account in case my primary one gets suspended. It's at turtleboy phone. Just follow turtleboy everywhere. Most importantly, make sure you guys are smashing that subscribe button if you haven't done so already, because we do this show every Tuesday and Saturday night at 9 p.m. Unless there's some sort of sport ball match going on, which we've had obviously the last couple of weeks with the Celtics and hopefully we will for the next couple of weeks have scheduling conflicts with the Celtics unless it all goes to crap tomorrow afternoon on mother's day. So make sure you are doing that. Also hit the notification bell. Cause you're going to want to get notified every time we do an impromptu live. You never know when we're going to do a random one. Um, I did an impromptu live last night, but I kept it unlisted for a reason because um, I didn't, uh, want to get picked up by the cops. Basically. I didn't want to get hassled by the cops. As we're going to see, I do get noticed in Canton last night. So I went to Canton last night. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it yet, we're going to be covering that a little later. Um, we got a couple things to get to before that. Uh, but I went to Canton last night and I was, uh, we got, I, this guy, Richie is, uh, he's like my new videographer. He's documenting all of this. Uh, he, he came to the courthouse hearing and stuff like that. Um, he has been, documenting all this, micing me up for these events because we want, this is going to be big. I'm telling you, this is going to be, it already kind of is the biggest story we've ever done, but it's only going to get bigger. Like we've only just begun. So when this all blows up, I want it all documented, like how this all came about the research that we did to put into this. And we really did some research on it last night. So uh, make sure you hit that notification bell. Cause you never know when we're going to do an impromptu live in the near future, et cetera. Okay. Um, anything else I'm missing here? Oh yeah. If you guys like the program and you'd like to help out, donate to it, whatever, uh, you can't do it normally like you would with on YouTube with the super chat, because we had the wrong opinions about president uh, vaccine about 18 months ago. Uh, we, we believe that people should be able to do whatever they want, you know, with their own healthcare decisions. And you weren't allowed to say that at the time. So we can no longer accept money from you via YouTube, which is no biggie because they take 40% anyway. It's highway robbery. 
So what you can do is you can go and click on the link at the top. We built our own super chat. It's called Turtle Chat. If you click on that link, you can donate whatever amount of money you want. When you do that, you get to write a little message. And I will get an email notification on the Turtle Chat. And I will read the message out loud to the class. Uh, friends, we already got one here from Joseph. Sends $10 and says, truth wins. So you got that right. So thank you very much, sir. I appreciate that. Again, if anyone else would like to do it, they can do it that way. They can do it um, the old school way uh, that way. Or you can do it the new school way, which is Cash App, dollar sign, Uncle Turtle Boy. I'll get a notification when that happens. Okay. One of the dudes who recognized you just inboxed and said he didn't want to be on film. I don't know what that means. Oh, no, he's not on film. Don't worry. Okay, yeah. So I did get, um, I, it's funny. I was like, I'm at 34 Fairview Road last night, and I see you backstage. We're going to get to you in one moment. So I, I'm at 34 Fairview Road last night, and we're documenting this all and doing, and all of a sudden, a car goes by, and he's like, Turtle Boy? And I'm like, oh, fucking great. And uh, it's like, yeah, yeah, we're just filming this. We're doing a thing here. And then he wanted to tell us something. And so he didn't want to be on camera. So we spoke off camera about it. And it is what it is. But, you know, no one knows Turtle Boy besides that. Uh, we got a dono here from Owen Roberts. Sends $10 for shout out to Ricky Rouse, Millis, Massachusetts. Shout out Ricky Rouse. How about that? Okay. Um, also, if you guys like it, we are on Rumble as well. Let me uh, go ahead and share the link to that. Again, uh, they took down episode... I think it was like 575 or something like I forget which one it was. It was the second Canton episode. They just took it down. YouTube does that a lot because they suck. Uh, and we have no control over it. Rumble doesn't take down anything. So just follow us on Rumble. Subscribe on Rumble because nothing ever gets taken down from Rumble. But it gets taken down from YouTube quite a lot. I mean, eventually they're going to kick us out of here, which I'm fine with because I've been kicked off finer platforms than this before. Um, and so I really don't care if they kick us off. So you can follow us on Rumble. They'll let us be on there pretty much forever. They're awesome. So go ahead and uh, subscribe there. Okay. Um, am I missing anything else? I don't think I am. So let's just jump right in. So we're going to cover, before we get to my night last night in Canada, I just want to go over two things because we have a Ratchet Redemption situation going on right now. Uh, last, uh, we're going to get to the Fal We got to talk about Falco Canine. We're going to do that second. Take a victory lap with that. And but first, and we're going to cover this story here uh, because, as I said, if I write a blog about you, I'm a man of my word. If nothing else, uh, you are invited up on the program to share your side of the story. That has always been my policy, and always will be my policy because I believe in fairness here, equality, but having both sides of the story heard. Now we haven't even had a chance to do a lot of stories that aren't can't related in quite some time, um, so it was nice to just get back to. You know, the old bread and butter, finding some ratchet behavior out there and, and blogging it up. And so I'll give you a quick run through about who this gentleman is, who's going to join us in one moment. So uh, this is Vanessa Hedrick and Dustin Rosenberg. They're from Hopkinton, Rhode Island. Right. I, I think that's where Failure Swift was from, if I'm correct, in Metro from back in the day next to Westerly. And obviously she looks quite lovely. She's got the Colin Albert look. She's like a plus sized Colin Albert kind of. Just angry at the world. Oh, good, good Lord. Good Lord. And then there him. So he's in his 20s. And as you can see, he's balding very badly there. So he's angry with the world. 
and they had a couple kids. Uh, and as I said, it appears as if they believe that Pop-Tarts are one of the four major food groups. Anyway, they got in a little bit of trouble and they filmed it the other day or last week, maybe. I don't know the date this happened. And they were ATV, riding some ATVs on what they called their property when this happened. I am. What are you doing? <laughs> Yo, can you let him go, please? I have my child. I'm literally in my yard. What are you doing? <laughs> Yo, are you fucking kidding me? Stop, it's okay. You're fine. We'll go home. Stop. Oh, that poor kid. Yo, what are you doing? He needs to get back here. I know you do. Yo! Yo! Come on, come on. You fucking kidding me, yo? Stop, you're fine. Yo, fuck fucking Hopkinson, bruh. The fuck? Here it comes, here it comes. Stop. I mean, this is one of a little okay. kid. This is, like, horrible. No. Stop, okay. Imagine yelling at me. So that lady, so that's what horrible parenting looks like. Obviously, uh, it, it's bad enough that dad is getting arrested in, in like that, but you're doing it in like you're, you don't, you're filming it and you're bringing your freaking kid around there and you're forcing your kid to be subjected to this awful garbage behavior. Like, come on, let's try the kids crying and shit. Give them a break. So L flip floppo there is yelling, you know, uh, Basically, you know, after police and, you know, if you haven't gotten in a shootout before, you're not a real cop. And he had some other zingers in it. He wants the whole police department disbanded. He wants Westerly's police department to go from 60 to five because obviously he won't get arrested for stuff like this that he's been arrested before. As we see here, he was arrested uh, in October for a charge of what did he pick up here? He picked up uh, domestic violence. Excellent. In violation of a no contact order. So that's not good. And then there was this one, a New Year's Eve DUI. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, yeah, maybe if the police just stopped existing, he could get away with stuff like that. And then the woman, the mother comments. So he got, they post this in a Westerly Facebook group and they're thinking like, oh yeah, people are totally going to agree with us on this one, right? They, they're going to be like, yeah, fuck them. Those horrible cops arresting people on their own property, right? Because I don't need any more details of the story. I'm just going to blindly believe this person's version of events. And she chimes in and says, when she brings the, they bring up the order, like the violation of a prevention order and domestic violence. And it's like, at least he's involved in our children's life. Now I wouldn't argue this normally, but maybe, uh, maybe he's better. Maybe the kid's better if he wasn't like, I'm just saying that with that sort of behavior, like no kid should be subjected to that sort of like, I guarantee that's not the first time that has happened before. He's more of a man than your baby dad. We don't play stepdaddy over here. Okay. Congratulations. Yeah. You're, you're way above that. Yes, yeah, for sure. Um, and then she goes, the no contact order wasn't even me. 
know your facts. So the so the no the no contact order was on the side hoe. So it's not a big deal, I guess. So it's it's okay because she's not the victim. And as it turns out, of course, they don't own the property. They don't own any property, obviously, uh, because they've been evicted from places before because they can't even pay rent, never mind a mortgage. And he tells he's in there defending his honor. I taught my kids we live in free country. Was attempting to show them what a free country is, which apparently means just so what happened was he interfered in an arrest. I'm told that somebody else was being arrested at the time. He's like, I'm going to jump in there and I'm going to yell at the cops or something like that. And it didn't go very well. And he gets arrested for, I think disorderly conduct or something. So he just inserted it. Like he went out looking for trouble. He also says this, my buddies are overseas right now in Marines. My grandpa got shot at 17 in world war two. Did he, did he, your grandpa, how old could your, if you're in your twenties, how old is your grandpa? To be a World War II veteran at this point, you have to be like a hundred years old. So did he, did that really happen? Okay. Either way you want, so those are things other people did, not you. you you've done nothing, but you want, okay, gotcha. So you, the, the cops don't deserve it. And he also brags about how he has, has to pay for an attorney because he makes so much money. Yet it says referred to public defender right there. Uh, he was going to sue them. But, you know, that requires work and knowledge of how the legal system works. Then there was something about unsolicited dick pics. I don't know what that was all about, um, but maybe he can uh, fill us in. No pun intended. So we're going to bring him on now. Uh, his name is Dustin. We called him El, El Flip Flopo, I believe we called him. So uh, we're going to bring him on right now. Talk to him. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Oh, good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, just you got it all wrong, man. Um, no, I was riding my four wheels. I've been having problems with the Hopkins and police. Um, yeah, you're right. I got a DUI and stuff. That's the thing. I lost my license, and during that whole time, they would post up. They actually didn't never pulled me over for um driving without a license, but they pulled over my kid's mom multiple times right at the end of our road. We drive in Connecticut because there's no police over there to go to the store or anything, and it was a hard time for us. And I, luckily, we got through that. But they just have been harassing us nonstop because um, basically the captain of Hopkinson Police, his son, arrested me in Westerly for disorderly conduct. And since then, they've had like some type of weird vendetta. They've always like just not liked me for no reason because I just harassing. speak my mind. You say harassing. Didn't you go up someone else was arrested and you inserted yourself into it? So how is that? Okay, so so with that situation, all, all it was was they were pulling some guy over, giving him a DUI test on Main Street, which they always do. Okay, so and, that's which is none of your business. Yeah, none of my business. So I just said, I said, hey man, leave people alone, you know. And they were like, what? So you what? made, like, man, you made the it. Police. So you, and then it, the dude, it, it none, I, literally five minutes later, he realized that I was working on my girlfriend's quad and that I didn't leave, and he walks over. You so you it was none of your business, and then you made it your business anyway. Yeah, but that's all I did though. So I didn't you consider you considered yourself the victim of harassment, even though you were the. Aggressor. Oh, I didn't commit a crime though. I didn't commit a crime. And you see, the but thing you was, said, you thought me. You just said the police are harassing you. It see, it appears to be the opposite. Well, no, I wasn't. By, yeah, I guess you could say that. Whatever I, I said that that they have falsely arrested me. I don't really care about them harassing me. Before they arrested you, you you were not involved in the DUI. Yeah, but but I, but I wasn't interfering with it. I wasn't interfering with it. Why did why did you do anything? Like what, what business is that? Is yours? Oh, because I don't like the police in Hopkinson, and I think that they shouldn't be a police department. If that's what you want to get to, I could get to that. Um, so, but you're not being harassed. You're you're doing the harassing. No, 
Yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, sir, sure. But uh, I got falsely arrested for something that wasn't a crime. You know what I mean? That's well, the big deal. I don't care conduct, about. I mean, it's it's not a big charge, but disorderly. Conduct. You can't say police are harassing you. Like I said, like they they pull you over for driving without a license. Okay, because they know me, so they see my car and pull me over to me, but my wife. So I'm just saying that that's the type of thing that they're doing. So I just don't like them, and I just spoke my mind freely and said, "Hey, leave people alone," because I have the right to do that, and that's it. And then they what came over and he, he started, he came over and demanded an apology. And then I ignored him. And then he went hands on with me. And then he thought I was on probation or something like that. And I wasn't. And then he, he realized that I, that I have no record. So they, they like falsely arrested me. Basically they hey, realized it no wasn't record. a crime. You just got arrested in August for domestic violence. Yeah, no. And I was forced to plead guilty to that because, um, forced to plead guilty? The, the, no, Westerly police, they, um, my, cause it was with my kids, mom. I don't know why she said it wasn't, it was. And, um, no, she, she told the police, um, she got arrested for driving without a license and they, oh, it, I was, was, it, um, was her. it was the kid. Yeah. The kids were calling her phone with my cell phone. Obviously they don't have phones, they're young kids. And so they violated my no contact order. Cause my phone number popped up on her phone when they confiscated it. Why she did, said why I had did, contact. Why did, why did she have so they forced me to plead guilty for, because I had a violation. So they dropped the violation. But they forced me to plead guilty, so it's coarse confession. It always happens. It's very. So common. why does she? Why does she have an order on you to begin with? Oh, it was um a false arrest because basically my that 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 I don't even want to talk about that because that's irrelevant really to the situation that happened. Yeah, you know I mean, you I don't want to get into my personal little, business and down seems, and talk down to my baby mom. That was just stuff. It's stuff that happens to young couples who are trying to stay together. Man, you know, ninety five percent of people not, don't no. stay with their kids' parent. But you know, orders what I mean? orders between it's not normal to get an order on the yeah but it's not normal to be with your kid's mom in america so that's that's a fact it's actually it's quite not, normal no it's not 95 percent of people um don't stay with their kid's parent till their kid is 18 uh, in america do you have a source do you have a source for that yes look that up look that up look that so up 95 percent of people who have kids do not stay with their kid's parent till the kid is 18 in america that's a statistic and you can look it up. Yes, it's 95, true. So 95% of kids don't stay with their, their parents? No, they, their kids' parents don't stay together till the kid is 18. 95%? Yes, 95% till okay, the kid is 18 okay. do not stay together. So you don't have a source for that? No, I, I, it, it's a fact. Okay. It's multiple so you facts. Think it's, you think it's 90% of marriages end in like, divorce, things like that. That's all I'm saying. 90%, so. 90%. Okay. So, yeah. uh well, in America, wrong, of course. Okay. Uh, so you, you think, think I'm wrong? Okay, but look it up. I know, I know you're wrong, but anyway. So, okay. Um, for uh, for my generation, though, maybe that um, I know it's for my generation at least. So I like I'm a fact guy. I'm an evidence guy. Do you have any evidence to back that up? I don't know. Look it up. I, I'm sure it's true. I did. I know, I did. I know for it's, a fact the majority of people are not with their kids' parents. It's untrue, but okay. Um. Okay. So anyway, you think it's normal to get an order on you? You think it's like a normal part of growing up? Uh, no. I got to go, though. But no, I just wanted to explain all that. Thank you for letting me have me on. Okay. All right. See ya. <laughs> that was different. That was different. He cut himself off. Okay. So it's a failed attempt at rapture. I don't think, think he wanted rapture redemption. I don't even know what he wanted to say. And that appears to be some bootleg Josh Abrams, I guess. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, as soon as I heard the 95% of kids, uh, don't think so. I understand a lot of kids come from broken homes a lot. 95%? Now, don't don't know about that. Okay. So anyway, back to uh, more important stories. That's our Ratchet Redemption failure. Let's talk about here. Um, I want to get into the Tyler Falconer story.
All right. At least he was really nice. I know he was nice to me. I, he doesn't seem to care. My issue with them is the kids. Like the kids should not. Those kids are fucked, man. Those kids have no shot at life when they hear and they grow up around stuff like that. You got no shot at life. But anyway, so let's talk about uh, this because this one really pissed me off. Oh my god, we need to call her too. We need to call her. Okay. So, uh, so this, as you guys know, about what two months ago. I broke a really big story, and that was the the Falco canine story. Do I have it here? Yeah, the Falco canine story. Let me pull it up. Before we get to this aspect of it. Oh, yeah, I did call her. Well, I, I need to call the other reporter, too. They both kind of stole my story. All right. So here it is. So this was uh, a story that I published in uh, March, I believe. Yeah, March. It's got 86,000 views. It was one of the bigger stories we published this year. And it was about this guy, Tyler Falconer. He's a Burlington firefighter who also owns a place called Falco Canine Training. And, you know, people drop their dogs off there for overnights and for day school and stuff like that. And we got, you know, sent a bunch of posts from people like this woman, Rhiannon, uh, or I don't know how to pronounce her name, but she was, uh, you know, had a lot, had a horrible experience there. And she wrote all about it. And the dogs would come back malnourished. The dogs would always come back like 20 pounds skinnier. Horrible, horrible. And as it would turn out, Falconer... <clears throat> Phil somehow ended up in a relationship with his former middle school teacher and he uh, was having sex with her on a boat and he just whips out the camera and starts filming her when her eyes are closed and she wakes up as she does wake up. She opens her eyes up and is like, oh, we're making porn now. And she's like, delete that. He, of course, he doesn't delete it. Moron distributes it to other Burlington firefighters who obviously talk about, I mean, that's weird. I mean, look at man, you can say what you want about me. And we all know there's some videos out there about me. Okay. But I don't send them to my buddies. Like that's weird. <laughs> like, that's weird. That's weird. At least mine got, I got link. I got screwed the old fashioned way. Revenge porn, you know, a, a jilted woman did like, okay. It's weird when you send them to your own buddies. Like, Hey, look at this. There's my dick. Okay. Okay. Yep. That's her, me and her on the boat. And so we started sending it around. He got sued by her because this is one of the only States in the country where revenge porn is legal. So you don't get arrested for that. You just get sued. There was some sort of settlement. We don't know what it was, uh, but that's really not even the more offensive thing that he does. Uh, the more offensive thing is the fact that he abuses dogs or at least happens at his facility. Now I don't, think that Tyler Falconer is like some sort of sadist. I really don't. I don't think that he, like when I look at his eyes, I don't see pure evil. But what I do see is a guy who is extremely into cutting corners and extremely into covering up things. And instead of like addressing obvious problems at his facility, he just lied about them and he attacked 
the people who were complaining about it and he threatened them and he acted like a bully towards them as we're going to see here. So for instance, um, these were, he had a whole bunch of online reviews. I went and read all the online reviews from the MSPCA and the ARL, um, the online reviews, they had, uh, locking dogs in cages for hours, neglecting them, end up getting sick dogs sitting in their own feces for hours. Lots of incidents of kennel cough, traumatized dogs with completely indifferent intimate behavior, car crashes with dogs in a truck that were never reported to owners, a lack of communication with customers about training, unprofessional behavior from staff members, deleting of negative reviews, dogs coming home after losing significant weight and not eating food, Falco calling customers and liars uh, underneath, calling customers liars underneath their online reviews, negative reviews being suppressed on Southie Facebook page. And like, dude, there were so many of them. Like this was not a small thing. Like I can understand one or two negative reviews, but I remember this story took a long time to put together. And I really did my research on the story. I went like, just look at all these freaking reviews, man. And we're not going to read them all, but you get the point, man. It just went on and on and on. It just kept coming. Like, look at all these freaking reviews. So I interviewed Tyler and I said, like, I, I, I want to hear him out. And he was willing to speak with me. So I got him on the phone and I'm like, you know, if there was one or two negative things, I guess we could ignore that. But there's dozens here, Tyler. Like, what is going on with this? And in particular, a post named um, uh, from woman Haley Richard alleged that some disturbing things about what her two dogs went through. He responds to the post, essentially saying that she's lying. And he claims that she previously said great things about her experience. And that's what I don't like about this dude is that he, okay, you're, a, I understand he's probably not there every day. So you can't actually, you can blame him because he's the captain of the ship. But at the same time, it's like he's the one abusing the dogs. Okay. People are, the dogs are being abused and neglected as a result of his not giving a fuck, right? His having no idea what he's doing. And, but even if that was the case and it's brought to your attention, you have a chance to fix it. And instead of doing that, he just attacked the messenger every time it happened. And that's what makes him a scumbag. And a woman named Margie simply wasn't having it. Margie made a Facebook post that was shared hundreds of times dealing with her five-month-old Great Dane puppy Gulliver. Lost a significant amount of weight. Got really sick when he went there. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Whole bunch of horrible shit. That builds up the ass. Doc, This woman documents everything. Everything. Oh, her Facebook post is down? Oh, that sucks. Uh, maybe she got bullied and take it down. I don't know. And her post prompted dozens of other customers. This is a 2021 post. And that post was so popular that everyone, con- it, it, it caught the attention of former employees of Falco. It caught uh, the attention of current customers of Falco. And a lot of people start commenting on this and they're sharing similar stories. And people start contacting the media over this. And I've seen receipts for it. Let me see if I have them here right now. Um, Let's see. By the way, we got a couple cash apps here from Stacy Quinn sends me $20. She says, thank you for being you. My pr- uh, keeping Digin loving from your South Shore Turtle Girls. Keep 
digging love from okay thank you very much stacy i appreciate that also owen roberts sends ten dollars for no we already got that one okay so and i'll read a couple turtle chats after this story but um before we get started on the canton stuff so um i think did, did i get this stuff let's see so i'm going to read you here this is an email sent from a former employee in 2021 to Cheryl Fiendaka. So just a detailed media. After this woman wrote the statement, they were they were sent to the media. We know this because Katie, Katie Thompson. So Tyler's wife, Katie Thompson Falconer, is a morning news traffic reporter, which by the way, what on earth do we need traffic reporters for in 2023? But she's there because she's a pretty blonde woman. Like let's, let's be perfectly honest. She weighed 15 pounds more as Kirk Manhan once said, she'd be working at Perkins, right? You would not be on television. You're there because you look attractive. And until you can admit that no one's going to take you seriously. Sorry, not sorry. Anyway, um, back to the story here. Where'd it go? Okay. So, Oh, I was, I was reading this. Uh, so this is the, what was sent to it. It says, uh, we know this because Katie, Katie Thompson, contacted the former employee that I spoke about. But all, so she contacted. So the, a member of the media of WCVB contacts a former employee who's speaking out and attempts to intimidate her into not no longer participating in this investigation into Falco Canine because the ARL was involved at this point and they did a bogus faux investigation that nothing came from it and let me read this okay so hello my name is blank i'm a former employee of falco canine i worked there from august 29th to 2020 i was one of the first employees he hired besides his family that worked there except for one trainer named luke when i first came on everything was just starting out and small over time it exploded i can go into further detail over the phone if need be but we'll just explain some experiences I saw that I still remember owners dogs who were brought to Falco's two week boarding train would not get trained and taken care of. They say they let the dogs out every two hours. It's simply not true. I saw the dogs being left in their kennel for more than seven hours straight. So I'm reading a press lease here. Okay. That this woman sent to various media outlets, including WBZ. She, by the way, she leaves her phone number at the end. And this post was sent to every media outlet in 2021 every media outlet and they did nothing with it they just did nothing with it as a matter of fact one media outlet wcvb i don't care if it wasn't the higher-ups that did it like you're an employee of wcvb katie thompson and you attempted to get this story covered up there's no way that you did not have the influence to do that so they do nothing and I jump on the story, what, two years later? And uh, sorry, Dustin, buddy, sorry. We're going to have to have you on another time. Okay. So uh, the post, let's see. So the, all right, some more posts here, blah, blah, blah. Okay. All these messages start coming in. People are very concerned about it. Another dog named Sawyer. Look at, look at poor Sawyer here. Check out Sawyer. This is how my dog came back, literally skin and bones. You can feel every notch in his spine, every rib. His waist is this skinny. 
He looks like he's dying. So that's not good. That's not good. And what do we have here? There's just so much of this. And they asked to like speak with police and, 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 and there, like I said, there was an investigation into them. They did nothing. When I asked Tyler if the dogs were kept in the basement without a window or AC, he said there wasn't any windows, but that it was air conditioned and uh, whatever. So he starts sending these letters out. So that woman's name is Margie, the one that made the Facebook post that got shared hundreds of times. And she lives in Plymouth and his attorney Somebody, what is this guy's name? Conrad Biltzer. Conrad Biltzer. He starts sending out these goddamn um, cease and desist letters to Margie Ruggieri. All right. And anyway, so she shares the post. Rhiannon actually shared the post in 2021. And then hired them anyway, like forgetting almost who they were. So when I talked to Tyler about it, he's just like, what? She made a good post about it. She actually likes us. Like everything with this dude was shady. Another woman by the name of Jessica was, uh, she lives in the Boston area. She really got heavily involved in this. Her dog luckily did not suffer like the other ones because she realized it was a problem almost immediately after signing up. And she decides that she's going to um, kind of be like a voice for the voiceless with these dogs. So check this out. This is a this is a dog. This is a, one of his employees named Jake Walthall. And watch this video. I mean, this is horrible. This is hard to watch. Look at that shit. Dogs just pissing everywhere. Hey, buddy, what's going on here? Hey, what are we doing? <laughs> okay. So, um, there's that. And here's a letter. Um, this is, I spoke with, uh, I also spoke with four former employees of Falco Canine, three of whom provided information for the 2021 MSPCA investigation. Okay. So we spoke with all them. They told me about everything that was happening. There's Katie Thompson Falconer, you know, she's on WCVB and she tried covering it up. Like she, in my opinion is honestly worse than him. I truly believe she's worse than him because she was basically as involved in Falco canine as he was. He seemed like an absentee owner who just, worked as a firefighter and had this business that he seemingly had very little control over as a side thing. And she knew all of this was going on and she actively was involved in suppressing people who were talking about it. Like this is a woman, she contacted people's works. So this is a woman, a hairdresser who had spoken negatively about her on Instagram about her involvement in Falco canine. And she writes, Hi, I've been trying to get in touch with Joe. Is it possible to pass along that message? I've called a couple salons looking to speak with him. And yeah, so they like, she tries to get people fired at their, she, the woman was a hairdresser for crying out loud. And she sends this to another employee. We're having a child, Erin. Oh, congratulations. You can reproduce. I hate when people hide behind that. We're having a child. 
yeah, you can't say mean things about all the animal abuse we're allowing because we're having a child. I'm fertile, don't you know? You can never say true things about me because it will hurt my fetus and they will they will never be the same again. You have to say nice things about us for the baby's sake. Anyway, <laughs> let me read this to you. I said, most insanely, on Katie's wedding day, she called Margie, using it as sympathy to get Margie to take down her negative reviews about Falco because she called Margie on her fucking wedding day. Okay. Why was she concerned about online Facebook business reviews on such a day or reading it all? It's beyond me. But Katie repeatedly asked Margie to respect her on her big day by ending her online advocacy. I said, if there was audio that I heard of this, I would not be able to share it because Massachusetts, for some reason, is a two-party consent state. So if, if a lunatic like Katie Falconer calls you and you're in Massachusetts and you want to document her insanity, you can't, even if you're in the privacy of your own home, you can't tape it, even though they called you first. That's a felony. So let's just say if there was a tape out there, which there definitely was not. There's no tape. I no no that that would be a felony. And let's just say I heard it, which I couldn't have, because no such tape ever existed. So I wouldn't know the first thing about that. But but if there was, I bet I bet it's about seven minutes of Katie Falconer crying and using her wedding day and her pregnancy and all this for sympathy in order to get Margie to take down a Facebook post. Cause that's what she's concerned about on the day that she's getting married. Of course I don't, I wouldn't know anything about any tapes like that. I certainly wouldn't. And I said that in the blog, I actually wrote that. I'm like, there's no tape. I don't, I don't know anything about a tape. So what did Katie Falcon do? She went and called the Plymouth police department and a detective from the Plymouth police department contacted me about it. And he, he was a really cool guy. He's like, and I just told him, he's like, straight up. He's like, is there any, did you record her? And that's the beauty of it. You're just like, no, I, no, I didn't record her. Did, did Margie record her? I don't know anything about that. I've I, I never heard it. I, I go, that's a felony, sir. That's a serious crime. Margie seems like a law abiding citizen. I wouldn't know anything about any tapes. So this woman tried to get me and this other woman, the victim of her husband, essentially, at least her dog is a victim and through extension, her tried to get us hummed up on felony charges for just writing about them. Like this is one of, this is a member of the media. That's why I think she's worse than him. I really think she's like, she should be arrested too. She's just as involved in this bullshit as he is. And she had the power to censor the media. Like she was the one with the power. He hadn't, you know, he had no real power as a firefighter from Burlington. She works for a corporate controlled media entity that decides what is and is not news. So there is that. So that was part one. And then part two, I think was about the Falco canine owner being chart. No, that's, that's not the one. The second one was. Yeah. Okay. So the second one was this um, recent one where he was charged. So he ends up getting charged real quick. Uh, with the charges are, let's see, he got five counts of including felony animal cruelty 
and misdemeanor dog tethering. And I looked up dog tethering. It's when you have like a chain on them like that. Because these dogs are chained up. They like never left their cages. Now, watch this shit. Like, look who gets fucking credit for this. This is what pissed me off about this. We're going to get to Canton. Don't worry, folks. Firms that Falconer remains on leave. We were unable to reach Falconer or his attorney tonight. He is the husband of New Center 5 eye-opener traffic anchor, Katie Thompson. She's the only reporter I like. You know that Maria Stefano said that with joy. Like, I know for a fact, I talked to people that, like, she hated Mike Fucci. Mike Fucci used to kind of, like, use her. She's a veteran reporter. I'm sure she, like, back in her day, this shit didn't fly. You didn't do that. And who's this Katie Thompson person think she is? So look at that's a, the look of disappointment right there. The look of disappointment. So uh, he ends up getting uh, charged with this uh, whatever. Okay. Anyway, I think I showed this all already. Okay, cool. So he gets charged. And now here's my pr problem is that five the WCVB puts this out. Falco canine shut down back in March after customers said their dogs were abused at the training and boarding facility. No, no. The customers have been complaining about this for years before that. Years. And it went nowhere. And you can't say you didn't know because I've seen the receipts of them contacting you and you did nothing about that. So let me reword this for you, WCVB. Let me reword this for you. Falco canine shut down back in March after Turtle Boy wrote about widespread abuse there that he discovered after doing weeks of research, speaking directly with primary sources, including clients and former employees and Tyler Falconer himself. And that led to the immediate shuttering of the facility within three days. That was, that's the factual thing that this is not a biased thing. This is a factual retelling of the story that that is exactly what happened. It's, it's true. It's, it's undeniable. Like you cannot, you say what you want about me. This didn't happen organically. They had been screaming about this for years. Margie's post had hundreds of, of shares. Okay. They had all contacted the media and they did nothing because Katie Thompson works for the media and they all protect each other. But as usual with these frauds, that's what they are. And we've seen this in the Karen Reed case. The only thing the media knows how to do is regurgitate court records and police press releases. That's the only thing they know how to do. They don't literally research to them is just this foreign concept that they've never even thought of. Like, let's go talk to a source before the charge happens. Like after the charge happens, it's not really, it's already been reported in the courts. I don't really need you to, I can read the court documents. I don't need you to do that for me. I need you to tell me the story before it becomes a story. That's what we do at Turtle Boy. We create the stories. Essentially. We, we first report on them, things that aren't being reported, things that aren't in the court system yet. And they become part of the system as a result of our reporting. 
that is the, that is the, the difference there with Turtle Boy in the mainstream media. And I love how they called it five investigates. No, investigates. What did you investigate? You investigated nothing. You investigated nothing. I did all the investigating. I got these group chats between Falco Canine employees in which they're, Tyler Falcon was laughing, laughing about a dog that's being abused. They don't, they didn't do that. How'd they get that? They got no sources. They got no sources. So what really pissed me off though was the fact that, uh, you know, and it was a big day when this happened. I remember this. They, all the victims who I hadn't talked to in a little bit who seemed kind of frustrated that this seemed to be going nowhere. They were overjoyed because people like Jessica and Margie, they have been screaming about this for years and nobody did anything. And then finally a little bit of justice that they get. And they were very, uh, you know, support. Like I really appreciate the fact that uh, a, a several of them reached out to me and were like, without you, the story doesn't get written. Thank you. And they were like, we are going to go out of our way. Because we know that you've been fucked over before for lack of, you know, people steal your stories and they really appreciate it. And I thank them for that. And so they contact all like when they get contacted by two reporters, Mary Saladna from WCVB and Christina Rex from WBZ Channel 4. They get contacted by both of these and they make it a point to mention Turtle Boy. Because let, like, let's be honest, like. I'm not sucking my own dick here like this is a fact that we were a major part of the story like it, this does not that element of the story is relevant but they don't want to tell that part of the story because that part of the story is a threat to their way of life right it's 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 an indication that i have surpassed them in influence and readership and it's not even really close like let's be perfectly honest with you like i have 10 times the following of all these you know so-called reporters on social media i write a story hundreds of thousands of people read it they write a story crickets nobody talks about it they move on to the next thing tell us where the, just tell us where the traffic is tell in case my iphone's broken just tell us where the traffic is sweetheart that's your job so this is christina rex and i swear to god they all look the same don't they that's like whatever these it's not even a cocktail dress like they all have the dress the high heels and they're like i'm a reporter i can read things off a teleprompter i'm a real journalist look at me i went to j school i'm special not turtle boy though he cheated he doesn't we're not going to treat him like a peer because he's not a real journalist so he met she met here's one message she messages uh, one Rian and she says, my name's Christina. I'm sure you have heard that Tyler Falconer was criminally charged. I'm sure there's a lot of mixed emotions. I would feel comfortable. If you would feel comfortable, give me a call. We'd appreciate it. She says, if there's any chance you even have five minutes for a really quick Zoom interview while you're at work, I would so appreciate it. And then they said, I'm sure it's a sensitive topic, but I don't suspect the Katie Thompson angle will be brought up which is again, a major part of the story. Though I know there's quite a bit of evidence out there of her trying to intimidate others into keeping quiet, which is a huge part of the story, in my opinion, because a member of the media, like without telling that, without talking about Turtle Boy, without talking about 
Katie Thompson, you're not really telling the story. And the, she's like, nope. And, and then the guy makes it a point to tell me. Eden Carney, who's the head of Turtle Boy, Daily News, by the way, not sports, broke the story for us initially. He definitely deserves credit. She gives it a thumbs up. Katie is not a focus of our story today. Oh, yeah, that's so weird. More so the criminal charges against her husband. Because that's what we do. We just report whatever's in the courthouse records. That's what we do. But I do understand that she's had some questionable interactions with customers, which is too bad. Ooh, shots fired. Shots fired. Catfight, catfight. And then somebody else says, um, I didn't mention me on camera. I didn't realize you had said that, but I did say something to her after. And she said she can't talk about or include things about him because he's a different journalist and they can't use his work. This was later confirmed when Margie sends her this message and is like, can Aiden join us on the Zoom? She's like, no, I can't do that. I'm sorry. It's an interview for WBZ. So we don't normally share with other media outlets. Share? You're stealing, dear. You're stealing. And yes, it's A-I-D-A-N. Thank you. A-I-D-A-N. Thank you. You're, you're stealing. We're not sharing anything, but you, you do share. Like every time these people say first reported by so-and-so, they take great pride in it. But when I first report it, they just pretend like, oh, people on Facebook are saying or something like that. It just, it never ends. It never ends. It's so annoying. How about this one? Uh, did she cut you uh, or did she cut you out? Thank you. Watch news tonight stations. Uh, we'll be in. Okay. She wouldn't let me in. I did ask if she could credit you. She said no. Yes, different uh, different media conflict. I asked why they didn't cover. She didn't know. <laughs> it's a different media, so she can't cover it. And so I message her, and of course she doesn't get back to me. Mary Salat. So let's just give them a call real quick. Let me call them right now. Somebody. So I saw somebody bored be like, you're doxing them. Oh, boo fucking who. Calm down. I'm sure answer. Might get some static here. I apologize. Hello, it's Mary. Hi, Mary. This is uh, Aiden Carney from Turtle Boy. You're live to tape. So, yes, um, I was wondering why you didn't credit us in your reporting. She hung up. Okay, she hung up. She got nothing to say. You heard that? Can I replay that? I got to hear that. I want to replay that. Hold on. I got to play that. I got to hear that again. I got to hear that again. <laughs> it's a different media, so she can't cover it. And so I message her, and of course she doesn't get back to me. Mary Salat. So let's just give them a call real quick. Let me call them right now. Somebody, so I saw somebody bored be like, you're doxing them. Oh, boo fucking who? Calm down. I'm sure answer. Might get some static here. I apologize. Hello, it's Mary. Hi, Mary. This is uh, Aiden Carney from Turtle Boy. You're live to tape. <laughs> so, yes, um, I was wondering why you didn't credit her. Oh, that was too good. That was too good. Oh. Uh, we got to clip that. This is Aiden from Turtle Boy. 
No, it was right. It was after the static. She was so mad. She was so mad. That was so funny. <laughs> Boom. Okay. So they they suck and they stole they stole our story. But I'm just glad that these people got justice. They all seem nice. So, all right. Um. So it should probably. I'd I'd never. She's not the one I called. I called Christina Rex before. So her she had no idea who I was. She would never have picked up. As soon as she heard live the tape, she's like, "Oh, he's taping me, mother." I'm like, "We're live the tape." This is uh, Aiden from Turtle. <sighs> All right. Let me read a couple turtle chats here and then we'll get to the, the Canton story. Okay. We got uh Joanna sends $50. She says turtle rider for life. Thank you, Joanna. I appreciate that greatly. Uh, then we have peanut head says, we love you, Clarence. He sends $10 says, keep up the excellent work. Please wish a happy birthday to my Bubby Tyler. Happy birthday, Tyler. And by the way, shout out to the turtle rider today. I don't know if she wants me to say your name or whatever, but um, like I think about a week or so ago, I was expressing a lot of frustration. And it was also my daughter's eighth birthday on the day. I was like really pissed and, and some stuff went down. And I mentioned that it was my daughter's birthday and she was really nice. She reached out and she runs a horse farm equestrian center. And she's like, every little girl likes to do horses. Would you like to bring her up here? So we, I brought my daughter up there today. And my son, he was not, he was, was not planning on riding the horses, uh, but uh, she went up there and, and they had a great time. They had a great time. So thank you very much to the Turtle Rider who did that. We really appreciate that. Uh, we just have a nice community of people here at Turtle Boy, I feel like. Really kind, down-to-earth people, regular folk who are, you know, they see kids, they want to help kids. They're like, they're, they're just nice people. What else is there to say about that? So I really do appreciate that. Okay. So uh, thank you for the dono there as well. Uh, next one is Mark. He sends 25 and he says, it's awesome. People see your journalism skills with this Canton story, but there's nothing like a good ratchet story. Yeah. We haven't had one in a while. So, uh, so that was uh pretty cool, uh, do one like that, but okay. If anyone else would like to donate, the, the link is at the top. You can send, uh, whatever you want to turtle chat with a message. I will read out loud to the class. We've gotten two more in the last minute here. Uh, Leah says, cannot stop watching and following your work regarding this Canton case. Kudos and thank you. Good stuff. I, I appreciate that very much, Leah. Also, Suzanne sends $35. She says, happy Mother's Day to all. You're goddamn right about that. Thank you very much, uh, except for Krusty Panties, because today tomorrow's a very confusing day uh, for her kids. All right. So anyway, um, so let's uh, jump into the Canton thing. So. Last night, right? I went and I uh, I didn't tell you I was doing this. Oh, we got another donut here. I got to read out loud quick. Uh, we get it from Scott. Says, amazing job on the new intro. Laura, the year of the turtle has only just begun. And since $10. Thank you very much, Scott. Graciously appreciated. Okay. Oh, and where are you repping? We like to start this every episode off. We like to do this like... Let us know where are you watching the live show from tonight, and then we'll jump into the Canton story, shall we? Go ahead. Boy, these are going to come at me fast. This is harder now with the bigger audience. Buzzards Bay is in the house. Nashua, uh, Clinton, Norton, Bill Ricca, Sandersdale, Enfield, Connecticut, Baltimore, 
Beverly, Merrimack, New Hampshire, South Weymouth, Bridgewater, North Carolina, Fry Island, Maine, East Bridgewater, Wareham, Hudson, New Hampshire, Land Down Under, Gloucester, Canton, Bangor, Maine, Braintree, Gardner, Tucson Turtle, North Bergen, New Jersey, uh, Stonington, Connecticut, Northbridge is in the house, Radford, North Carolina, Malden, Charlton's in the house, Fall River, Enfield, Connecticut, Gloucester, Taunton, Medway, Long Island, Fitchburg, Weymouth, Durham, Connecticut, London, Ontario, Billerica, East Bridgewater, Duxbury, Glendale, Arizona, Brookline, Naples, Florida, Revere, East Taunton, Stoneham, Watertown, Holden's in the house, Canton, Columbia, South Carolina, Gosstown, New Hampshire, Northampton, and Canton, looking for a broken taillight, Ashburnham, Hiding in the bushes in Canton, under Daddy's desk. Ooh, yikes. West Bridgewater, Mashpee, Boatport Hotel, Gloucester, Franklin, Turner's Falls, Southington, Connecticut, Brockton, Dorchester, uh, Hanging Poolside with the Alberts Dogs, Saugus, Auburn, Worcester, Revere, Hingham, Gardner, Millis, a land down under, Marshfield, North Attleboro, East Hampton, Brockton, Redondo Beach, Canton in the house, New Beige, Medway, Newton, Plymouth, Tucson Turtle, West Quincy, Baby, Northampton, Westwood, Toronto, Revere, Gloucester, Alston, Akushna, Chelsea, Millis, Medford, Rockland, Weymouth, Cranston, Bridgewater, Bill Ricca, a lot of people from North Carolina, Medford, Bridgewater, Medway. Okay, if I missed you, I missed you. I love you. Wittensville. Okay, Galway. Malden, you only have to put yours once. I think feel like people do it multiple times. But anyway, Venice, Florida. I can't. You know we're growing inside. I literally cannot read all the way you, where you're repping. So there's too many fucking Walpole, Everett, Wakefield. Welcome to the party, everyone. Gianetti's bathroom. Welcome to the party. Sec Fuji second close restaurant. You people crack me up. You crack me up. Okay, so I appreciate that, folks. All right, so. Let me uh, get what I need to get here. So I went to Canton last night and I didn't make an announcement about this. At least I didn't say what I said. I was doing something. I just didn't say where I was going because I didn't want to alarm or let the police know. Cause I just don't really trust the police that much right now. Like, especially with the work I'm doing in Canton. Um, and so I, I wanted to be very careful about that. So I went to Canton and I met up with this guy, Richie, who is uh, volunteered to be my, who wants to document this and he's doing a great job. He's got a lot of skills. Uh, he mics me up for this. He mic'd me up for the first event and uh, at the first Karen Reed hearing last week. And he mic'd me up for this one as well. And so we go out and we, uh, we start in Stoughton and we, we go into Canton and I document the entire thing. Now, uh, do I have this here? Hold on. I think it's under my, I got to It's hidden. So I got to pull this up in my YouTube studio, but we can watch it together as a class. There it is. Okay. So I'll show you what we did here. It's Hold snowing out. He's gonna fucking on. jet run. All right. So this was like very Blair Witchy. And as you see, Devin and Laura are in the comments. I I, I had to have them watching live because I needed somebody to watch to like let us know how it was going. 
So I get lost. We'll, we'll kind of obviously we're not going to watch the whole thing, but I'm going to show you some key parts here. So the the purpose of this trip, right, was I wanted to see. I wanted to. I've never been to. I've I've been to every town in Massachusetts, but I don't really remember Canton. Um, and I wanted to get a feel for the town, and I wanted to go through the entire trip that Karen Reed went on to see some shit, right? I wanted to see if things lined up, like if things lined up with the prosecution, with what they were saying, um, about the timeline, particularly about how long it took to get from this place to this place, because you read about all these places, but until you see them in real life and see like, okay, so this is show she went this way. This is what she did. Okay. This makes sense. Blah, blah, blah. It's really hard to fully grasp it and understand what's happening here. I feel like I know Canton like the back of my hand at this point. I've written about it so much. I've looked at the map so much. And so this was my goal was to kind of go around and do this. And it actually, it's interesting because I got lost. <laughs> so I'll show you some highlights here. Now I have it from my, I'm holding my camera the whole time. And then he's also filming landscape mode a lot better. I'll show you that highlights from that too. But it's basically the same thing. And I'm going to read those cash apps in a little bit. Hold on. So we go to CF McCarthy's first because that's where they start. Right way. So, and then, again, this is how you do investigative journalism. This is the kind of stuff that the Boston. <laughs> okay, we get lost. So it's good, though. It shows how crazy. Like, ratchet message you made about a guy called the. Hold on. Come on, Fupa computer. I think we just crossed the town line. So we're in Canton. We're in the, we're in the, we'll get it on the way out. Okay. All right. So this is uh, this is Main Street in Canton. And hold on. One is second. it always like this with the Christmas lights in Canton? I don't know. I think his video might be better. Let me pull his okay. up. So I'm going to put the window down here. No, I got it. Okay. Just so we can film it when we go by. See what it's like. Oh, no, no. Oh, oh gotcha. Okay. All right. So here we are. And it was busy. Is... That's one thing I noticed. Cool. We can just do a drive-by. Just. Hold on. Sorry for the computers being so fucking slow right now. Hold on. Let me pause that. See what it's like. It's bumping. So yeah, there's CF McCarthy's, okay? So this is the first bar that they go to. And I did notice all the Christmas lights. They're like all year round down there. I mean, it seems like a bumping little town. And there's this bar that they all go to. We go by this bar like three times because we keep fucking up our trip as we're going to see. And in there, look at it's a good, good time. Like, who's the fuck are those weirdos? Okay, <laughs> now where the fuck is the waterfall bar? I got. I still here? don't know where the waterfall out, is. Actually. It's right near there, sick. but we get lost. Okay. Anyway, we go looking for the waterfall. We can't find it, and then we got to redo redo the route over again. Oh, okay, cool. Hold on. 
passing by there again. And then waterfall is, so they walked over here. Okay, gotcha. And the waterfall should be right here. There it is. There's the waterfall. There so we found it. Okay, cool. All right, we got it. All right. So now they- so What I was supposed to do at this point was go, keep going straight. Because it goes CF McCarthy's, then waterfall, and you're going north on the street called Washington Street. And I should have kept going. Instead, I turn around, and then I start going south, which I believe will take me into Stoughton eventually. Um, but I, I screwed this one up. So we, we have to redo it. Hold on. Leave there around 1211. And then they're going to go back the other way. So we're going to do a Yui up here. <laughs> we're going all over the place. No, I didn't get any pizza. I, I, I should. Next time I'm knocking on doors. I just wanted to document it this time. Next time I'm knocking on doors. But we do go to Gemma Cave's all house. Right, and we're off. Okay. So now they're going to go. So they're on the phone at this point. But now I go the wrong way. Okay. But so I'm going to fast because, forward. Because, you know, women couldn't vote. Okay. <laughs> I, I make fun of women drivers and then I get lost. So we're going to go buy it again. Okay. So there's CF McCarthy's on the left. And then, okay. So this was the right way. Okay, cool. All right. We were going the right way before. All right. So we are going to be coming up on one sec. Uh, the waterfall. So now we're going to pass by the waterfall right up here. I think. Anyway, whatever. You guys get the rules. Point. There it is. It's Canton High School. So we go, all right. So from this point, what we do is we, I'm like, after there, they went to 34 Fairview, right? But check this out. We get lost. And I thought that was interesting. Do we fucking freeze again? Hold on. Hopefully we didn't freeze again. I got to close a couple. Let me close a couple windows here. Hold on. All right. Hopefully that makes it a little better. Okay. So we got lost here. So we go from there. I want to go to 34 Fairview because I believe according to court documents, I have to go back and read them again. I believe they said they left the waterfall bar at 1211 and that the defense says that they get there at 1218 and that John is in the house by 1220. But then the prosecution says that they don't get there until like 1225 or something like that. That's like a 14 minute drive. And I understand it was snowing, but it's also, you know, past midnight. So there's not going to be many people out. And these people like there's no way it could have. It's only two and a half miles. There's no way it could have possibly taken 14 minutes. OK, I don't care how snowy it is. And we get lost. So check this out. And this is the path they would have gone on. So it's been about, I don't know, two or three minutes, basically. Right, let me see. Mr. Crest has, I think, four stop signs. So th this is me pulling onto a street called Dedham Street. And I think I'm on Cedar Crest Street. So I'm like, uh, Fairview is off of Cedar Crest. So I'm like just waiting for Fairview to come up. And it just doesn't come up. 
as we're going to see, and I get lost. Before we get to wherever. So she's going down here. She's looking at her phone. Oh, my God. Where are we going? Where are we going? I'm so lost, John. You don't know where you're oh, oh, We don't know. Where, like, why are we even going here? Why do you have to hang out with these people? I don't even like them. I don't trust them, John. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine, honey. Well, they'd be cool. Jen McCabe is a nice person. My daughter plays lacrosse with her. They like her. Okay, I think she's kind of a bitch, though. Okay, but we'll see. We'll see. I just love you so much, John. Okay, keep going. There we go. There'll be a stop sign up here. I think I went through two or three stop signs. So I've already done this route before. And I'm going the wrong way. Okay, so I go the wrong way. And then we go back to see if McCarthy's to time it. We're going to go back. So we go, we realize we're going the wrong way. So we're like, fuck it. We go back to see if McCarthy's and we start over and we time. Cause I'm like, we're, we're going to do this. We're going to get it right. So, but I thought that was interesting that we got lost just because Karen Reed got lost that night too, because everything in this town looks alike, especially at night, everything looks the same. And I didn't know what the fuck street I was on. And keep in mind, though, it's also hard for me to navigate. I'm using my phones as goddamn, you know, uh, recording devices. So I can't really use them to navigate. I got a lot going on. And we go, so we go back yeah, to see if McCarthy's. So we go back to see if McCarthy's. So we're going to time it this time. Gone past it. We haven't gone past the waterfall yet? Okay. I mean, the, we haven't gone past the 7-Eleven, so okay. must be better. Okay. That way I can just go. And I tightened it. Oh, so it perfect. Falling around. Sweet. I can just cross in. When we go back here, this is Washington Street. All right, so look at the time at the bottom, 32.20. Remember and the time. They went to this bar coming up here on the left. 32.30. Called CF McCarthy's. Which you should be able to see. It's right up there. Okay, cool. So see if McCarthy's will be right up there on the left. And then the waterfall will be across the street, obviously, on the right. A lot of traffic in downtown Canton. All right, so let's do the so clock. See if McCarthy's. And the waterfall should be right there. There's the waterfall. Okay, so it's a little secluded. It's dark. Is that even open? Yeah, a little different. Okay. All right, so they go there, and now it is 9 o'clock on the dot. All right, All right so I see 3330. Let's just say we'll round up to 3330. We are leaving the waterfall. Let's see what time we get to Fairview Road. So that's an easy time to remember. And we are going to recreate her drive home. I know, I know. It's so ironic, Teresa, that I diss women drivers. And then our turn drive is 34 Fairview. So let's see. I'm, I'm noticing a lot of places here, a, a corner store there, a train station. A lot of these places would have cameras, not just the Canton Public Library, which is right there. There's the Canton Library. This is kind of like the center library. of town, if you will. And Karen should have taken a left onto this street. It's called Sherman Street. That would be the most direct way. 
Yeah, so this street uh, is that way is to Meadows Ave. Uh, right is Meadows Ave. Uh, would be about a mile or so down that way. So yeah, again, so she going left here is how you get to Fairview Ave. Th you can go this way. It's just it's longer and unnecessary. And this way to the right is uh, Pleasant Street, and that takes you ultimately uh, or brings you to Pleasant Street, which is where Meadows Ave is off of. So she should have gone left here, but she goes straight. And, you know, people are like, why was she drinking and driving? It's like, well, a lot of people were drinking. Like everyone, there was no designated driver that night. Stop it. And everybody who saw her, even the McCaves were like, she didn't seem that drunk. So give her a break, right? That they're, they're just trying to make her sound like a drunk so they can somehow explain wh why she would kill him with her car. Uh, and so, yeah, we're off. So we're less than one minute in now. The lights, we and, and we're going to point this out. So at this point, let's keep in mind, the cameras don't matter at this point because it, at this, remember, we're recreating Karen Reed's journey. She is, John O'Keefe is alive and in the car. Her taillight's fully intact. So those cameras don't matter at that point. There we go. Oh, D&E is next to CF McCarthy, someone tells me. How about that? I missed it. I can miss D and E pizza. So we're at nine oh one now. It's in one. So I want to address this. So people are saying, keep in mind it's snowing, but also keep in mind that there's going to be no traffic at that time of night. And like, the, what is the biggest factor we're facing right now? Traffic. Like we're fa other cars, and the fact that we don't know what the fuck we're doing as well not that she really did but i feel like it all evens out in the end here we're going like 25 miles an hour the whole time we're not going very fast at all a minute remember that time so they left at 12 11 and we are and i believe the prosecution said they didn't get to like 12 we're a minute and a half into it so a minute like and a half 13 in. minute drive i don't know if it's gonna take that long we'll find out so we're going to go by the high school and then we're going to go by the temple where they were seen on video. It's weird. They keep bringing up the temple. She was driving at 12. It was about 12, 11. I think they were last seen on video. Leaving the bar. So the temple should be up here on the right. Yes, there it is. Okay. So we're going by the temple right now. This The temple was listed by the prosecution. They said that they have um, video. Again, here's another. Red, oh, I guess it was there red showing her drive by at a certain time. Okay. And by the way, that left right there also would have been quicker. To go down that left, but she goes straight. Would, she would come down here and she would take a left onto Dedham Street at the next light. Okay. And this time we're going to get to Cedar Crest. Okay.
So again, I bet you they didn't have a red light Keep that mind, night. There probably weren't this many cars out at that time of night. Um, a little bit different here. Okay. So now we're on Dedham Street. This road eventually will take you to Dedham. That's why they call it that. But we, will, we hopefully we don't get that far this time. We're going right. to take a left onto so we're gonna, Cedar. We're going to go by John F. Kennedy School here. Be the next left. Should be the next left. So not like probably, I don't know, a quarter mile down the road. Yeah, it's smash that like, people. Smash that like button. So there's Canton High School. No, John F. Kennedy Elementary School. And then up here on the left should be Cedar Crest. We didn't go down this way before, right? We just kept going straight. So we are at, so we're four minutes into the journey now. Four minutes in. That's right. Okay. So here's Cedar Crest. Okie dokie. So now we're cooking. Now we're cooking. Okay. So Fairview is so, off of Cedar Crest. Stop sign. Yeah, this is okay. There's like four stop signs on the street because I drove down it a little already. And very suburban here. So Karen's coming down here saying, oh my God, John, why do we have to do this? It's like 1230. You have to be up in the morning. You, you know, your kids need breakfast and... Uh, what are we doing? We're in our 40s. Why are we going to an after party? Who's going to be there? Whose birthday party is it? Who the fuck is Brian and Albert Jr.? Why are we hanging out with 25-year-olds? That's weird. Uh, okay, I don't know, honey. You just want to fit in, you know? My kids are friends with their kids, and these are kind of important people in town to get to know. And, you know, just give me a break, will ya? Okay, John. Uh, but only because I love you. And i do anything for you. Okay, cool. I love you, too. All right, so now we are coming down here. Okay, so yeah, as you can see here, very. I mean, it's a nice area. So we're, we're nice five minutes. We're five minutes into the journey. Is real nice around here. Everything, but everything looks the same, especially in the dark with all these goddamn stop signs. So imagine Karen Reed driving down this when it's snowing out, and be like, "Where the fuck are we going?" This like it literally everything looked the same. It was weird, and like which one is Fairview? Okay. And we got lost our first time trying to find Cedar Crest. Went right by it. Yep, straight. Okay, so what we're going to do, she should have gone left up here on Fairview, but we're not going to do that. She missed the turn, so we need to recreate this. So she's going to come down here. What street is it? Uh, I don't know, Fairview something? Where's that? Uh, I don't know, I don't know. Um, okay, is that, there, that no, That's, that's Fairview, no, that's Fairview. Oh, wait, wait, okay, wait, hold on. I don't know. Keep going. So we're less than six minutes in at this point, and we're already at Fairview. So we know that she went the wrong way because Ryan Nagel, when she pulls onto Fairview, she's coming from the other direction. This eventually leads you to a dead end. So she would have had to realize that I missed the turn and would have then turned around and Ryan Nagel sees her coming from that direction. So that's how we know that they missed this turn. Going. I think we missed, I think we missed it. Think, okay, well, maybe you should just turn around up here or something. Okay, why don't you just do a, just turn a, you just do a U-turn up here and we'll turn around, okay? Not a three-point turn though, those are dangerous. All right, right here. yeah, just do a little turn around. Not dangerous. And it is now 9.06, so we've been six 
So in six minutes, we'll probably be there at 907, which means seven minutes. They left see if McCart they left uh the waterfall at 1211. So that would bring us to about 1218, which is the exact time that she texted him or uh, any with the exact direction. So we're gonna go right here. So this is right here. So I'll stop right here. So that there it is. This is the intersection right here. This is where Ryan Nagel and her arrive roughly at the same time. He flashes his lights or whatever. Ladies first. Okay. And again, we are less than seven minutes into this journey. So if they left there at 1211, which again, I have to go back and double check the timestamps on that. It would align with them getting there at 1218. There is some sort of phone conversation. I, I believe it was a phone. I don't know if it was a phone conversation or a text between Jen McCabe and John O'Keefe at 1218. And that would perfectly align with him getting to the house, wouldn't it? And so she, uh, Ryan Nagel is going to let her go here. Ryan Nagel is the only witness of this whole thing besides Matt McCabe, who allegedly stands by windows and looks outside of them at parties. Is where Ryan Nagel pulled up and things got awkward. He yielded to her and allowed her to go right here. So Ryan Nagel is behind them. So now we can proceed. And so she's coming up here and she's like, oh, where is the house, John? They all look the same. And indeed they do. Again, and this is okay. So next slow down. next so this person is the driveway. Next person who says that you're no longer allowed to read my blogs. I've said this like four times already. I'm aware that it was snowing. But you understand the fact like we've already fucking done the math with this. We've already come to an agreement here, half hammer, that they had snow slowing them down, but we were driving pretty slow and we had traffic, which they did not have at that hour. There would not be traffic. The, the time that we were doing this, there's traffic. Okay. So next person that does that time out time. Okay. Like bad, 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 naughty. Stop bringing that stupid comment up. Anyway, did you know? I know. Did you, did you guys know it was snowing out? I had no fucking clue. I haven't said that a million fucking times already and accounted for it. Jesus Christ. Oh, anyway. So now we're going to pull that. Now we're pulling into the street. So this is, is this his driver or is it the next one? Of 34 Fairview. And she's going to pull up all the way to the end. So this is their house. So now, now this is my mistake. Okay. Now here's what happened. They, she drops off John right here. Cause I'm like, why would she pull up down the road to drop him off? That makes no sense. This is the most direct way into the house. The door is right there. Of course, she's going to drop him off in the driveway. So she drops him off and he makes, he's not wearing a jacket. So he makes a beeline for the door. And a lot of people have said, well, how come Ryan Nagel didn't see him run in? Well, it would make sense, right? Because Ryan Nagel's behind them now. John jumps out of the car. If you jumped out of the car without a jacket on and it was snowing, what would you do? You would make a beeline for the door too, would you not? Of course you would. So they make a beeline for the door and then she pulls up down and leaves space for Ryan Nagel to pull up and wait for his sister, Julie, to come out. And she is going to pull up on the side and she's going to text John. She said, cause she's, you know, they were saying like, we don't really know anyone in this house. Like, I don't really know. I, I, I know Gemma K, but I don't really know these motherfuckers and text me. She was worried about it the whole time. And so she's like, just text me when it's all set. And so she's sitting there 
and no text comes. So she waits and Ryan Nagel at the Julie sister comes out and it's like, we're all set. Now keep in mind what I think happened was I think the beating started as soon as he went in there. I think he was lured into the basement and a beating started. And I think this is just my theory that Julie Nagel knew this was going on. So she came out and told her brother abruptly, I'm all set. We're just going to sleep here. Julie Nagel happens to be dating Brian Albert Jr. So of course that's going to factor into this, right? That, uh, I mean, that that's just my opinion. Of course, can I prove that? No. But when no investigation has been begun into this, what else do we have to go on besides theories? Like they literally just didn't investigate any of this. So, cause, and we know Karen Reed didn't kill him. It's on. I cannot believe people are still hanging on to this nonsense about Karen. Stop it. Stop it. We're way past. Did Karen Reed do this? The questions people should be asking now, are, who did like who tell us everyone that did this, tell us everyone who's involved. Like that's what we need to know is who exactly we know that he's dead. And we know that somebody is dead because of something that happened to him in that house. And we'd like the details of that. We'd like to know who, what, where, when, why that's it. So let's play some more. And it's really not that fucking far. Like, look how close the front door is. That's like 20 feet. And she's going to drop him off right here. Okay, guys, I'm going to take this out for one sec. And we put the window down. Yeah. You don't want to We're not going to get out here because, okay. well, I guess John would have, right? Yeah. I mean, but then I'm, I'll, so I'll just do that. I'm going to get out. Okay. I'll, so I'll Karen, Karen stays down. in the car. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You want to? Okay, cool. Film you. So Karen would have stayed in the car now. John Did we lose a connection. So John gets out of the car and a little dark here, you know? See, and he would have jetted right across the lawn to the door over there. So he would have gone like I that could use the light. and then just walked right into there. He gives me a flashlight. Okay. Now I don't want to trespass or anything. Please. Yeah. You hear that? Listen to this. Yeah, what's happening? Well, listen to this. Listen to this. Okay. Now I don't want to trespass or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Turtle boy. So now cars are driving by. Some guy recognizes me. I've been at the house for all of five seconds and I've already been recognized. I've already like immediately somebody's just like Turtle boy. <laughs> it's like I couldn't even keep a low. I didn't announce I was here. I didn't make any posts that I was in Canton. And I'm already like somebody. But, but besides that, nobody knows who Turtle boy is ever has ever heard of me before, but this guy recognizes me and uh, I'm like, oh yeah, sorry, dude. We're just trying to do a little film here. Okay. And this is where Deb starts to get a little worried about me too. And uh, cause she's watching live. Yeah. What's happening? You're not a Canton cop, are you? You're not a Canton cop, are you? No. Okay, cool. What's going on? We're streaming right now. Yeah. It'll be up. To, we're, it's not uh public right now. It'll be up later. But yeah. Yeah, check it out later. So they walked right in there and he runs in the door and then Karen's sitting over here in the car and yeah, so that's what they do. Okay. All right, so now we're going to go back to, so she drops him off here. Oh, this from, oh, okay, cool. We got a flashlight, even better. Okay. Oh, great. Let me turn this around. Okay. So he comes over here. He must have just walked diagonally across the lawn because they're going to go in that 
door right there. You're going to go in that door. And I can see the fucking basement in there. Um, but I don't want to suspicious. I don't want to. So we're going to get back in the car now. So this is where the fucking three-point turn happened. What's happening, man? Not bad. Not bad. Uh, yeah, you're not on it right now. So the guy comes over and he wants to talk to us and uh, he doesn't want to be on camera about it. And that's fine. So we don't put him on there. I step by, I leave the phone running for a couple of minutes on the lawn. Well, he's giving me some inside information about what's going on in Canton and he didn't want to have his identity shared. So I'm not going to do that. But basically he's a young man. He knows all the players involved here. And, and by the way, I thought it was interesting that there was, like, we were causing gridlock on Fairview. So this road is a, a, a trafficked road, not the most heavily trafficked road, but certainly a, a trafficked road that connects like people in various parts of town could probably get, you know what I mean? Like people probably use this road. There's no fucking way that John O'Keefe's body was out there for five and a half hours without anyone noticing it. I no longer believe what I used to believe. I used to believe that they dumped his body out there at 1231. I no longer believe that. I think they dumped his body out there closer to 430 AM, maybe five. We'll see. Maybe after Gemma, K I don't know, but the plow. And this is one thing that has not been emphasized. The plows went through there are reported three or four times during that whole time and never saw John O'Keefe's body. Never and enough with this whole it was snowing crap. Okay. We know it was snowing. There was like two inches of snow at this time. Okay. Relax. This the, the big snow comes later on. And so he starts, I start um talking to this kid or whatever. He tells me about how uh a lot of people in town are like he's he sees the McCabe's going out, like nothing has changed, they're going to formal events kids games and shit like that that colin albert is out and about in town showing his face like no big deal all of these people and that they have all been encouraged by parents and older people in town not to talk about it like this kid talking to me was like a risk like oh shit turtle boy like i'm, I'm not liked in this town and i couldn't be happier about that but anyway no so no, he, no no it's i mean this is like so we, he interviewed we talked for a couple minutes i come back and get, i come back and get, get inside in the dark. Now you could see why Ryan Nagel wouldn't even notice that, right? Because Ryan Nagel would have been right over there. No, no, we're gonna do that on the way back. Because he's uh we have to all right. So at this point, at this point, right, what the prosecution says happens is that Karen Reed does a three-point turn into John on purpose and kills him. Because if you're gonna kill someone, you're gonna kill him with the fucking three-point turn, right? Like Gangs are infamous for that. Like, oh, how should we kill this guy? Should we give him a thousand cuts or should we hang him? Should we drown him? Should we throw him off a freaking cliff? Or, you know, should we shoot him in the head? What should we do with him? Oh, I have an idea. Death by three point turn. That, that will, oh no, that's cruel and unusual. Death by three point turn. If you hit someone with the three point turn going backwards in reverse five miles an hour, 
then everybody knows that their eyes bulge out. They have a huge gash in the back of their head and their arm looks like it got eaten by a pack of coyotes. Every like you, that's cruel. You can't do that. Even the mob doesn't kill people that way. But Karen Reed's just gangster like that. So she decides that she's going to finish him off. Take that John and do a three point turn. And by the way, go back towards Cedar crest, which as we just saw, is the completely wrong way. If she wants to go home, she would go south on Fairview. She would continue to go south. And Jen McCabe and Matt McCabe in their testimony both said that she went south on Fairview Road. That she did not do a three-point turn. So where is this three-point turn nonsense? And somebody messaged me about this. They, they, they go, Karen's the one that said she did a three-point turn. I go, Karen is? Show me where it says Karen said that she did the three-point turn. And they show me a report. Karen Reed said she did the three-point turn. I said, who wrote that report? Well, let me look. Oh, Michael Proctor wrote that report. Yeah, Michael Proctor says a lot of shit. Yeah. In case you haven't learned by now, Michael Proctor is a pathological liar, has no ethics, will write anything to fuck this woman over and protect his friends. Nothing Michael Proctor says can ever be trusted. Literally nothing. And that includes in all the cases. Like everything he's ever said should be thrown out now. Like we could have an Annie Dukin situation here with the crime labs. So that is complete bullshit. Complete bullshit. There was no three-point turn. The three-point turn makes no sense. Why would Michael Proctor say three-point turn? Well, he would say three-point turn simply because, and by the way, with his interviews with Karen Reed, I don't know if you guys have ever watched 48 Hours or any other cop show. What do they do with suspects, murder suspects? Like, where do they interview them? Don't they usually bring them into the station and put them in one of those goddamn rooms, like one of those closed rooms and for hours, and they sit in there with the four walls and the no windows. It's like a closet, and then the good cop comes in, the bad cop comes in, and you know, you get really hungry and you gotta take a piss at the end of it, and then you say some stupid shit you should have said when you should have just called for your lawyer the whole time. That's what they usually do. But with Karen Reed, they just interviewed her at her parents' house. And there were no cameras. And so they have it in those rooms because they want that all recorded. Michael Proctor does not wear a body camera because he's a detective. For some reason, they don't wear body cameras. The regular troopers do, but the detectives do not. And so Michael Proctor's interview with Karen Reed is not recorded. There's no record of it. So everything is just, we have to take Michael Proctor's word for it, which now we know is completely worthless. It you like it's supposed to mean something because he's a state trooper. And that's what's fucked up about this is we put a certain amount of trust in our institutions, especially in the police, that and, and what they say in court matters more than your average civilian because we've entrusted them, right? We're giving you this trust. If you abuse that public trust, man, oh my god, string them up. Death by three-point turn. Death by three. We should three-point turn that motherfucker. Give it, give him the full treatment. Let's see what is the new hope says. Let's talk about how Jennifer McCabe called Canton police back to Fairview later in the morning to tell them she just remembered Karen Reed said she thinks she hit. Is that really what happened? I did not know that. Anyway. Yeah. It's like interviews. Like none of like, that's the most insane part. None of 
they did nothing like all the normal shit that they would normally do in this case. They didn't do anything. And it's a death of a police officer. They did nothing the right way. So back to this. So now from he here, so she says that they have been, um, you know, uh, according to the prosecution, she just killed him. And according to the defense, she's going home. And so according to the prosecution, her taillight is busted at this point, right? And according to the pros, according to the prosecution, the taillight's busted. According to the defense, the taillight's fine. She just dropped him off and she's out of there. According to the defense and the phone records, John is being killed while she drives away. So she starts driving away. And I want to show you, it's really important to think like, remember they said that the Canton library, remember the Canton library, the, the video for that is just gone. The part where she drives by is gone. The Canton library video would show her tail, right? Intact. But that part's gone. The two minutes she goes by is just gone. And that's not shady at all. Just gone. Sometimes two, the two most important, you know, minutes of the video that can show who the murderer and a cop a dead cop situation is just disappears. It happens completely normal. Yeah. Nothing to see here, but the Kim library isn't the only place in town with a goddamn camera. Fairview road is a densely populated area. I looked at the homes. So many of them have ring camera videos and the way she goes home. She doesn't go down the Dedham street way. She actually goes by a way with more cameras as we're going to see. Like we're going to see all the places that have cameras on them that could have caught there. And did the fucking police, did the state police go to any of these places to get cameras? No. You know where they did go? Dedham street. I talked to multiple people that lived on Dedham and Cedar crest that the state state trooper, Yuri Bukaki, however his name is, he came and went to their homes and asked, can I look at your ring cameras? Can I look at your ring cameras? Because he wants to see if they have a broken taillight going that way, except she didn't go that way. And you know, every single, the people who showed him the ring cameras, Karen Reed's car doesn't go by there because Karen Reed goes south on Fairview. She doesn't go north towards Dedham Street and Cedarcrest. She goes south towards Sherman Street. So that is like... They didn't pull, they didn't ask anyone for their ring camera along Fairview Road. None of them. They didn't, and we're going to see all these other places. If they wanted to get video of a cracked taillight on Karen Reed's car, there would be hundreds. We literally go by hundreds of cameras. Hundreds. There are hundreds of opportunities here for the state police to get one image of Karen Reed's car with a cracked taillight. They don't get one. We have not seen one image of that. The defense would like just one image of any, like just to show you it's not to exonerate her because that's case closed. If she does not have a cracked taillight at this time, it means she did not hit John O'Keefe at this time. That's their whole theory that the taillight broke because she hit him, right? Okay, so let's see. Let's see all the places. And so now, Karen, she's sitting here 10 and 2. 
allegedly. And by the way, she called uh, for the commenter before. She called Michael Lank at 9 a.m. Michael Lank is the fixer in town. He's like the guy that you call. He's the proctor of the Canton Police Department. He's the guy that Chris Albert called 20 years ago to, uh, you know, he Lank was drinking on, and then he got notified by Chris Albert that the Lapalata brothers just beat him up or something. And he's like, hey, can you go clock in and go arrest these assholes for me? Oh, sure. And he goes and he's been drinking and he goes and arrests these guys. They get acquitted. They end up suing the police department. And I mean, just a moron, bunch of morons running the Canton Police Department. Just complete morons running this police department. So now we're going to do Karen's trip back to Meadows. And I want you to notice how many homes we see here. And we'll see how many freaking, um, like, I bet you a bunch of them have ring cameras. Yeah, I like it. So there's one house there. I see a ring on that one. I see a ring camera on that one. I bet you they all do. I mean, everybody's got ring cameras. kind of popular all right so there's another home i mean this is like suburbia guys this is classic suburbia that we're seeing here so this is the way cameron reed would have gone back this is all fairview road one meadows ave one meadows ave like all of these homes have ring cameras like these are all homes it's like dozens and dozens of homes. Yeah, so she's driving. Not a single one of these homes had their door knocked on by the Massachusetts State Police. Back there now. So this is where any of these, all the shit we're seeing. So remember, the prosecution says she has a broken taillight because she just left him to die in the snow. Okay? She just left him to die in the snow. Now, Ryan Nagel, you saw how close. He didn't see it. He saw her sitting there as he drove by, 10 and 2. With the interior light on, probably programming One Meadows Evan to her phone or waiting for John to text him back. So we're going to go left up here, um, second left, and then a quick right. So she would have gone this way. Next left. Yeah, next one. Oopsie. Oopsie. That's all good. <laughs> and a little confusing. Okay, and then, then down B, down Beaumont or whatever. Okay, so she would have gone down this way. All right. So check this out. This road has a goddamn MBTA station on it. There's no fucking way the MBTA station doesn't have multiple cameras at it. No way. So this is Sherman Street. This takes us towards the center of town, to the library. At the intersection of Washington and whatever. Now look at this. There's a fucking 
this is an MBTA station we're coming up on here. You're telling me none of these places have cameras that only the library had a fucking camera? Any of these places could have picked up her taillight camera. Any of them. Like, that, you're telling me there's no camera in there? Give me a break. Of course there's a camera in there. There's cameras everywhere. Like, they they weren't driving, guys, through the freaking middle of nowhere. This is a, this is the center of a town of 25,000 people. It's not like the boonies. It's, a, it's the suburbs. All right. So we got now leasing. Okay. So there's some condos there, it looks like. I mean, look at all these, dude. Some more condos in there. I, I want to say that Chris tell me that the Alberts moved towards, the, they live near the library now, the Chris Albert clan. So they live around here somewhere now, but they're not really that important to the story right now, other than Colin Albert was, yeah, they would have moved there by then. Okay. So now we are at the library. So this is, oh, good. It's stopping. Okay. So you see that? I'm going to turn it right here. We are at the fucking library right now. So that, I don't know if you guys can see it, is the library. It's right the behind camera, that I mean, keep in mind, by the way, look at these fucking camera lights. There's fucking cameras all over the place. So she would have gone right by here. Straight. Yep, straight. And that's... Hey, look at this. So this is, that's the Canton library. The camera's like right up. So it would have got where I'm sitting in the car. I'm in the right-hand side. Karen's right taillight was the one that was smashed. It would have been the perfect angle to get the back of her taillight. See what I'm saying right here? Because we're going straight. It's going to get the picture of the back of your car. And, but unfortunately it just, they sent it to Lally and two minutes were missing. He, and, and poor lunchbox just doesn't understand. He doesn't get it. He's just like, I don't, I don't know what happened. They give us a code and then it was missing. And then they really know what happened to it from there. So yeah, I don't really know. Okay. Camera at the library would have picked up her, her white tail at the side that I'm on right now. That would have picked it up. Okay. And then she would have kept going this way to one minute. So, uh, so now we're going to go to One Meadows. She would have been wicked hungry. Chris Albert didn't make me any chicken parm. I got the munchies like a motherfucker. And I'm just going to eat a little food maybe. And then wait for John to come home. And I miss him already. And really hope he's okay in there. I really like those people, but, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Like, let's be honest. What's the worst that could happen? It's not like they're going to murder him or anything. And that's a good point. Where John was found, like, Deputy Chief Kelleher's house is is diagonally across the street to the south. So his ring camera also would have picked up Karen Reed's car leaving. But it just, it wasn't working. He got the, and by the way, does anyone believe that Brian Albert didn't have a ring camera in his house? Does anyone believe that he didn't have any sort of security the dude works in gang unit shit he is like you deal with some bad dudes did you guys know that brian albert helped bring down the boston strangler like this dude is dealt with some bad dudes there's no way a guy like that doesn't have 
any sort of security system. Give me a break. Something like that. Um, and it's like, if you were her, like, wouldn't you just murder someone with your car? Like, I feel like you'd go another way, like not through like the area with where you're most likely going to see a million cameras. Okay. So now she would come down this way. And Meadows Avenue will be 800 feet down on the right. So it'll be the second right after Canterbury Drive. Okay. So this gets um, bad timing. So I want to I see her driveway to see what it looks like. Because we saw it in that video of the ring camera video. So she gets home at whatever, 12, 35, 40, whatever. She gets home. And she waits for like an hour. She's like, oh, hopefully we'll be home in an hour. He'll be calling me for a ride or some shit or he has, or I don't know. And it never comes. She wakes up in a cold sweat at 4.30 and there's no, uh, no John there. And so now she's freaking out. So she wakes up her niece and she tells her niece, call, uh, call Gemma McCabe's kid. You're friends with her. And we can get Jen McCabe on the phone. So she does that. And she gets Jen McCabe on the phone. Oh my God, where is he? Oh my. And for some reason, Jen McCabe is awake at 4.53. She hasn't gone to bed yet. For some reason, she went a night of drinking, just didn't go to bed. Because a lot of people do that. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. And she, they decide to meet up together. And we're going to recreate that what happens. But So she's back at home. Now, when she leaves her house at 5.00 whatever, to go venture out looking for John. It is snowing out. And I wanted to see what the driveway looked like because she hits his car. And it's very clear. We've seen the video. We've, we've played the slow-mo video. The car clearly moves. And it hits the right taillight. And then she, you can see her leaving. Something's wrong with the taillight. It's missing something. It's clearly broken a little bit. Not destroyed, but broken a little bit. Gonna need to get that fixed. So she pulls out of there. And I wanted to see, like, how small is this driveway? It's very small. Unfortunately, we couldn't get that good a look of it because um, his nephew was in the driveway playing basketball. So we, I don't, like, stop. Like, I just keep going when that happens. We'll see. There's Canterbury. He'll be the next right. So this is Meadows Ave. That's the house, okay? And I want you to see how small this driveway is. It's going to go by it slowly. Okay, so don't just keep going. Don't go too slow. Okay, just, just keep going, keep going. That's his fucking nephew. Yeah, we don't want to be creepy. Okay, so that's his house. And then keep going. And then up here is, this is where Colin Albert lived. That is the Chris Alberts. They don't live there anymore, okay? Um, so we will just keep going. So I guess I guess what happened here was that uh, from what I'm told that Colin Albert, ever since he was a kid, used to like you cut through the backyard and, and you would get towards the main street that way. And it was faster for him to do so. I don't know. I guess he would do that a lot. And J John didn't like that about him. He just didn't like this kid. They didn't like each other. And Colin didn't like being told what to do. And Colin's father, Chris, enables this sort of behavior, as we saw in his messages to me, which he told me it would be unfortunate. It'd be very, un it was, it was unfortunate that I was writing about his son. Unfortunate. Sure thing. 
and get that kid on film. <laughs> so now, okay, so we'll stop up here. We can turn around up here and just talk for a moment. So remember in, in the house, but not before <clears throat> she takes a quick detour to see if McCarthy's again. Okay, so we're going to go back that way. So now we're going to recreate kind of follow her steps. Karen's journey. Before we get to Jennifer's house where she meets up with um, her and Carrie Roberts. So, so, that, so, we are gonna, so this is what she does at this point. When she pulls out of that driveway and she hits John's car, she drives. She's supposed to go to Jennifer McCabe's house. Jennifer McCabe lives like, I don't know, eight minutes away, seven or eight minutes away. Uh, you're going to have to go back to the center of town and up Washington street to get there, go past the temple again, go past Dedham street. And she lives up towards there. And, or, but first she goes back to see if McCarthy's cause she's like, if you're Karen Reed, keep this in mind. You have no fucking clue where John is. You just called Jennifer McCabe who has told you that he never came in the house and you have no reason to think she's lying. So you're like, where the fuck is he? Is he up to some shady shit? Did he walk home? Like, is he legally drunk? Like, did he get hit by a plow? A lot's going through her mind. So she goes back to see if McCarthy's. And to me, that screams of the behavior of an innocent woman because she is completely clueless about where the fuck this guy is. Like she goes, so she's like retracing her steps almost because she has no fucking clue. Did John go back to the bar? You know, maybe she's thinking, I don't know. Where the fuck is he? So we're going to follow. Here we go. I can hold this. Where would he have cut across the lawn? Is that still his fucking car? The Chevy Traverse? Yes, that, that's their driveway. Notice it's not like, it's so that that right there, I'm, I don't even know if that's his Traverse or not, but it's a Chevy. And it's like right where he was parked. And we saw it on the video, how she backs into it. It's not a big driveway. Okay. Looking for... Quick, she already knows that. Like she would have gone right to Jen McCabe's house, if that makes sense. Um, so now we're coming up here, and we should be coming up by the temple once again by the light. Okay, so we're on our way to Jen McCabe's uh, now. We'll be passing Dedham Street, where she took a left the first time. But we're going to go straight now. And we're going to go to Jen McCabe's house. And she lives just past the and golf. Kerry Roberts and we met lives a guy back there right uh, near while her. we were filming uh, who was just like turtle. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. He's he like turtle boy. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, uh, <laughs> what are the odds? And we got out, we had a conversation with him. He's a young guy. He's friends with one of the Albert cousins. One of the ones we haven't talked about. And cause there's six Albert boys. And here we are at the fucking temple again. You guys can see it over there. And there are cameras there that picked her up. And then Fairview just turned on this. Oh, yeah. See, it's pointing that way. Just go like this. And I'll make it straight. Flip it now, it's just gonna point forward. Oh, there cool! Yeah, cool. Oh, nice. Then we actually... so, so, anyway, I'm gonna go to Gemma Cave's house. Where do you see Gemma Cave's house, by the way? This is rich, so she's Left weird. Here. Ah, so this is our 12th country lane. So this is Gemma Cave's hood. 
still live here? Yep. Okay. Her house will be down here on the left. See the blue light? Three houses down. That's her house, the blue light. The destination is on your left. 12 country lane. Okay, that's her house. But that, that one. one, yep, the one we just went by. So the that's Gemma Keith. Yeah, so yeah, with the blue light. So we can turn around here. So she she's gonna meet up at Gemma Cabe's house here. And and uh we'll see what happens. What are the blue lights mean? I think yeah. they will they're doing the whole like blue lives matter shit. It's like so her house is a lot of that shit. Oh okay. Pro police stuff. She really has been pushing that hard since she was involved in the death of a police officer. So this is Jen's house. You can go by it slowly. I mean, it's disgusting. Whole bunch of cars outside. Like this. Notice the blue lights. Out. Jennifer McCabe is such a worthless piece of shit. Like she really is. Like she's so shameless. She's such a pig. She really is such a fucking disgusting pig. That's all she'll ever be. I mean, she, I cannot, words can't describe how disgusted I am by this woman. That she was involved. None of this fucking pussyfooting around the bullshit. She was involved in a murder. She googled at two twenty-seven a.m. how long to die in cold because she knew that John that the plan was to put his body in the snow, and while he was still alive, and let him die there. She gave Sarah Levinson, a nurse, and Julie Nagel a ride home around two o'clock. And by the way, they went, when Jen went home, she went back towards the Meadow Ave area to go see his house, to see if she was still awake at 2.47 or whatever, 2 o'clock. Wish it was, is Karen Reed suspicious of what's happening here? I don't know. She's going to go check up on her. And she knows all this. And then she fucking, she goes to every court date. And, and sits with the family and comforts them. She's Facebook friends with Peggy O'Keefe. Kerry Roberts goes to court with Paul O'Keefe. It's fucking disgusting. Disgusting. And I don't know what the fuck is wrong with the O'Keefe family. But Jesus fucking Christ. You're disgracing. You're disgracing your loved one. Snap out of it. Jesus fucking Christ. Jesus Christ. And by the way, Paul O'Keefe, um, not to like tarnish him, but he's still facing a DUI in which he seriously injured a person. So there's that. So, okay. You take from that what you will, but anyway, they have fucking blue lights on at their house. Front. All right. Let me keep going. Okay. So they're going to get in the car now. They are going to go to 34 Fairview Road. They Wait, are going to go not, to 34 Fairview Road. Did I not Road. get her house? Let me see. if I, I got another video of it. Let me pull my other video up. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, the other version of it. This is, let me see. I got to change my input real quick.
think this is pulling up to Karen's house. So this is Jen McCabe's hood. Jen McCabe's. Yep. Okay. Her house will be down here on the left. Three houses down. Okay. The destination is on your left. Twelve country lane. Okay, that's her house. Uh, so let me. I saw a couple of people ask this in the comments. Let me just address this again. Uh, I don't think he was killed for anything. I think he was. Uh, I, the plan was not to kill him. I don't. Does anybody honestly think that the plan was to kill him? Nobody plans to kill someone that way. The plan was to teach him a lesson. I think about getting. He's getting a little too. He needed to be checked a little bit. This new. This guy in town is. Getting a little bit out of line with Colin Albert, and you might not like Colin Albert because he's a 19-year-old punk, but his last name's still Albert. And I think he needed to be taught a lesson. I think that's he needed to get a little bit of a beating, like a little bit of like a welcome to Canton kind of thing, initiation. Like if you're gonna be one of us, like he's a made man. You get to talk to other people the way you want, but you don't get to talk to Colin Albert that way. And you need to learn some respect. And they were there to tr to to give him, you know, teach him a lesson about respect. And John O'Keefe is a proud man who isn't going to be someone's bitch. And he's going to fight back. And I think that's why there are several signs that he put up a fight on his body. Unlike the idiot, retarded medical examiner, that's what she is. She's retarded. She has no business doing this. We've seen medical examiners mess up countless cases in the past. Like, look up the Emily Nieves case or several others. Just Google medical examiner makes a mistake. Watch all the shit that comes up. He put up a fight. And I think that it got carried away. And in the process of the fight, he got seriously hurt. And it ended when some, like the dog got involved. And then I think it ended with him getting hit over the head with a weight in the back of that. And I think that knocked him the fuck out. And then they have this guy who is dying and might not ever recover for this. Maybe his brain damage. Like, they don't know. But they can't call the cops because then they're all going to jail for something. Not murder because he might live. But they can't have him wake up and tell the world about what just happened. So they're like, well, let's just blame it on hypothermia and Karen Reed. Let's throw him out on the lawn. The medical examiner's report will say hypothermia. How long will it take for him to die in the cold? I don't know. Jen, Google it for us, will you? And that's why she Googled it. Because she wants to find out. Like, they knew. Like, the sickest part about how long to die in the cold is the fact that the only reason that you would Google that is, is if the person's still alive. That's why she Googled that. So the plan was not to kill him. The plan was to rough him up a bit. Teach him a little lesson. And it went too far. So this is a better angle of me pulling up the Gemma Cave says. But that one, yep. The one we just went by. So that's Gemma Cave. Yeah, so yeah, with the blue light. So we can turn around here. So she she's gonna meet up at Gemma Cave's house here. And and uh we'll see what happens. What are the blue lights from? 
I think they'll, they're doing the whole like Blue Lives Matter shit. Like, so her house is a lot of that shit. Oh, okay. Pro police stuff. She really has been pushing that hard since she was involved in the death of a police officer. So this is Jen's house. You can go by it slowly. Whole bunch of cars outside. Notice the blue lights out front. And look at that shit. Disgusting. Disgusting. All right, keep going. We'll be okay, back. So they're going to get in the car now. They are going to go to 34 Fairview Road. They are going to go to 34 Fairview Road. So oh now, my God, I'm freaking out. Oh my God, it's John. Where's John? So it's Jen, Karen, yeah. and, and Karen, Karen. I don't know, Karen. I don't know, Karen. Did you hit him? Could you have hit him? I don't know. Uh, what's up with your taillight, Karen? I notice your taillight's a little messed up there. I don't fucking know. I don't remember anything. I had four fucking my eyes. Right. Yep. Go right. I just hope he's okay. Oh my God! What's it, Karen? Are you sure? Are you sure? Like. Do you, do you know the, do, could you have hit him, Karen? Could you have hit him? I could, did I hit him? Oh my God, did I hit him? Did I, I really hope not. Oh my God, oh my God, I'm freaking out. I'm fucking freaking out. Where is he? Fuck you. John, where the fuck are you, John? I fucking hate you for doing this to me, John. How the fuck can you do this to me, John? I'm so mad at you. Pick up your fucking phone, John. Oh my God, why did you have to go there? So, calm down. Calm down, Karen. When's the last time you saw him? Uh, I don't fucking know. I dropped him off there. And then they just went home. They never came home. Uh, he never came in the house. He never came in the house. So I don't fucking know. Is this Dedham, is this Dedham Street? Uh, no, wait, you keep going. Okay. So that is the way Karen took to get there. Okay, camp police right Yeah, escort. <laughs> I know, we're right behind the okay. cops. And we're going to be right up here on Chapman Street. All right, I see it. So that, like, I'm doing, like, that was the conversation that was happening at this time. This is when Karen yep. Reed allegedly said all the really incriminating shit that got her jammed up about, like, this you is saw when, how much traffic there was. Like, this is the critical I mean, time period. Somebody would have fucking. Like, them. this car ride. From Jennifer McCabe's house to 34 Fairview Road is why is what got Karen Reed charged with murder. Not the evidence, not anything like that. The car ride with Jen McCabe got her charged with murder. If she had just gone there by herself and never met up with Jen McCabe, Jen McCabe is the one that gave them all this information about what she allegedly said in the car. About, oh, you know, she was talking about, did I hit him? Oh, my God, I hit him. Like, did I hit him? And they're putting it in her head. That did you do this? And they're probably telling, oh, girlfriend, it was a mistake. It was an accident. Don't worry about it. Oh, my God, did I hit him? Did I hit him? And they're, like, feeding it to her. They're feeding it to her. That They're putting it in her head. Enough cars would have driven by there over a five-hour span or whatever. They would have seen him. Somebody would have seen him, it seems. So Fairview is eventually going to be on the right. 
there were a lot of cars that came by. We were there for a couple minutes. Yeah, I mean, we saw cars came it was by. a traffic jam we were creating. So there's steeplechase road, so she's freaking the fuck out right now. Oh my God, where is he? What's going on? So the purpose of now, so now they want us to, so I want you guys to, what I want to show is I'm going to come up and I'm going to get out of the car actually. And I'm going to run up and I'm going to lie down. Okay. Where he was. So once we pull on to 34, oh, Fairview will be the next right. Okay. Okay, all right. So here's Fairview Road. So they were coming from this direction. And again, they're looking for right, John. So here's Fairview. They haven't seen it yet. So Gemma Cave's probably nervous as fuck right now. He's like, oh my God, I have to pretend I don't see it. So Gemma Cave's know it. And like, I am I mean, going to lie down. Think of the mentality that the, the different mentality the people in the car have at this point. Okay. I don't know what Carrie Roberts knows and doesn't know. Because Carrie Roberts to me is just the dog. She's a she's along for the ride. Okay. Good, good dog. Good Carrie. Good Carrie. Good Carrie. Yeah, yeah. Have a treat. Have a treat. Uh, Gemma Cabe is the mastermind behind this, and she knows she's in the pa Gemma Cabe is in the passenger seat. Carrie Roberts is driving the car, and uh, Karen is in the back seat, fucking looking everywhere. You know, she is freaking the fuck out. She is on high alert, looking for John, looking for any side of his body. Karen, I mean uh, Jennifer, knows exactly where John is going to be. But she can't pretend to know. But as we're going to see, it is impossible, impossible for her not to have seen this body. In the road, or not in the road, I'm going to lie down where John was lying. Yes, thank you. And you guys, you can tell me whether or not you believe it's possible for Carrie Roberts and Jen McCabe not to have seen the body of John O'Keefe. Because again, only okay, Karen so sees the body. Which I want to address this bullshit. Sadly, the DA is just doing his job. No, he's not, actually. The DA dropped charges against a, a barista in Medfield, or Norfolk, I believe, that spit in a police officer's cup in Starbucks. She brought it up to her mouth and went like that. And he dropped it because he said there wasn't enough evidence to convict the trial. So that is the standard of the Norfolk County District Attorney's Office is if we don't feel like we have a strong enough case to convict you a trial, then we don't pursue it. This one, they're not even fucking close. And they're still pursuing it. He has his job is not to automatically just go with. No, that's not his job. His job is to look at the evidence and say, do we have enough to convict here? And the answer is absolutely fucking not. So stop giving them an out. Stop giving them an out. The target of this investigation by the federal government, I've been reliably told, is Michael Morrissey. It goes all the way up to the Norfolk District Attorney. And I've been told by people in his office that he is shitting bricks. He is shitting bricks. Because Rachel Rollins is coming after his ass. And Rachel Rollins don't like him because she doesn't really like white guys, to be perfectly honest with you. Entitled white guys like Michael Morrissey, not her cup of tea. Defense believes is by design. 
So they're looking everywhere. You know, maybe he walked home. Maybe he walked home. Maybe he got hit by a plow. I don't fucking know. There is a sidewalk here. I mean, that's on the right. So Fairview is going to be on the left hand side. Slow down. Okay. I want to go by. This is here again. I think we're in drive now. Okay. So at this point, my Richie has gone, and Richie's about 6'2", close to John's height and weight, and he's going to go down and lie down exactly where. See that fire hydrant there? Um, The fire hydrant right there. That is where they find um, – he's, like, right on the other side of that, okay? So keep in mind, Kerry Roberts is driving, and I am sitting in the passenger seat. I am sitting exactly where Jennifer McCabe would have been seated. So my view, the view that we're looking at right now, is Jennifer McCabe's view. Her and Kerry Roberts have a better view than Karen Reed, who is sitting in the back seat. But Karen Reed is more freaking out because she's the only one in the car that we know for a fact doesn't know what she's about to find. Whereas we know Jennifer McCabe does. So she has to play dumb here. That's her job. And you tell me if it's possible for Jennifer McCabe. Again, the what you're viewing right now is not Karen Reed's view. It's Jennifer McCabe's view. You tell me if it's possible for her not to have seen this. Here we go. Again, there's long grass, so it's different. But you guys tell me if you would have seen a fucking body there. Would anyone have seen that fucking body? Look at this. Watch again. So again, there would have been headlights. Dude, that's how close he was to the fucking curb. That's how close he was to the curb. No fucking way would they not have seen that. And don't even tell me, right? Don't even tell me that, oh, well, it was snowing out. The snow would have made it more illuminated. So that's the fucking door he would have gone in. So again, this is like, Come on, stop it. Stop it. That body where that, like where he was laying down, of course they would have seen that. Stop it. He was wearing white. And it doesn't really matter. And they're saying, well, it was snowing out. It had snowed two inches at that point. Somebody in Twitter tried getting, oh, it snowed 23 inches. Motherfucker, it snowed 23 inches by the end of that day, like 24 hours later. Yeah, the snowstorm, it snowed that entire whole day. This is the beginning of the storm. There was two inches on the ground. There is no fucking way you would not have seen that. Also, keep in mind, the plows were coming through there. They would have seen it. Also, this is a, a street that gets a decent amount of traffic. So many people would have seen that fucking body. This is why it was important that we went to Canton. What you just saw there was the most important part of this. Seeing in real life just how big a 200-something pound, six-foot-two body would look lying 10 feet from the curb outside of 34 Fairview Road. That's what it would look like. There is no 
fucking way in hell that they would not have seen that. Now, this is right here. Like, this is where John would have just run in that door. He would have just run in that door. And that would explain why Ryan Nagel didn't see him. Remember again, Ryan Nagel is the best witness for the prosecution and for the comment for the defense because Ryan Nagel didn't see John outside the car. He didn't hear anything. Again, Karen, like what even is the theory here that Karen Reed went into him and then that's it? No, like he would have had to fucking like back over him like 10 times. And how do you end up on the grass? He's on the grass. He's not even on the pavement. He's on the goddamn grass. Come on. What we're dealing with literal, a child could tell you what happened here. And yes, Mary Kennedy, he was left out like trash. And I want all the people out there that like, like to know, like that man was left out like trash. You're a fucking shitty, horrible, disgusting human being. If you're defending it, you're fucking trash. I hope you burn in hell, Meg Kennedy and all you stupid, useless cunts out there. I mean, and don't even, oh, you're using bad words. They're covering for fucking murderers. They left them out there like trash. Why? Because they live in the fucking suburbs. They're classy. Fuck all of them. I hope they all rot in fucking hell for what they did to him. And what they did to Karen Reed on top of that. Jesus fucking Christ. These people are disgusting. I cannot fucking wait to see them in their face. Gemma Cave, mm, girlfriend, I am have, I'm going to have some choice words for you and your stupid fucking cuck husband. Jesus Christ. We're going to, we're going to have an interview. We're going to have an exclusive interview. Exclusive. Play some more. Lights aren't on. There's no lights over here. Cause that light would So no one's living in that. Yeah, it would definitely would have been on. It's too dark for you right now. Okay. No one's here. Yeah. And this lot, dude, like I, I the, an, another reason I went here is to show you how small this lawn is. Like it looks a lot bigger, right? That's not very far at all. John O'Keefe could have gotten from where we are right now, where Karen Reed dropped him off. He could have gotten to that door in three seconds. He's going to make a beeline for that door. Of course, Ryan Nagel didn't see him. He ran inside. He ran inside. That's how. That's And Matt McCabe's just standing there at the window, jerking off. Now, another thing, even more important, like you guys saw where that body looked like, right? Now, riddle me this. Oh, well, actually, we'll go by it in a second. So I'm going to, so when, just so we get a still shot of it too, mm -hmm. um, I'm going to lie in there. If you could just take a picture of me. I think that, um, the... I guess uh, we, let me go back to this. Let me go back to this one. So I want to show you this. It's it's different from the other way too. And I think this is important to point out. But the angle, yeah, let's do it right. The angle is, they're saying the angle is difficult. Yeah, so let's I, do it I again. tried to turn the camera. So so let me make see. sure it's done the right. We do a bunch of outtakes. 
Did I do that? Because I think it's your seat, though. Oh, is that why? Okay. So there we go. He's going to run across the street, and he's going to go go play dead. See another car? Come on. People use this street. There's a yellow line on it. Like, it's got patches all, right, all over so it. People use it. If you guys notice, I'm going to also take pictures so you can see where the body Like that would have been hard. Fucking body. You guys tell me if you would have seen a fucking body there. Again, there it is again. The lights would have been all over it. Come on. Come on. I don't care if there's snow. If the snow wouldn't make a goddamn difference, the light. Of course, Karen Reed is going to see that from a mile away. She's looking for a body. Of course, she's going to see that. Anyone would see that. This is, again, the view that Jennifer McCabe saw it. She would have saw it. But, of course, she plays stupid. She plays stupid. And I'd like to point out, too, right? This is what somebody point a commenter. I'm reading this comment. When Karen calls Jennifer McCabe saying that John never arrived home, why isn't Jen saying you guys went home together though? Oh fuck! I didn't even think of that. Thank you, new a new hope. That's actually a really good comment, right? If wow. When Karen calls Jennifer McCabe at 5 in the morning or 4.53 in the morning and it's like, John never arrived home. Wouldn't the first thing Jennifer McCabe say be, you guys left together though? Wouldn't that be the first thing she says? Oh yeah, I didn't think of that. But she didn't say that. Now, I'd also like to point this out. When Jennifer McCabe at two o'clock, so Jennifer McCabe does not leave this house until two o'clock. It is our assertion that John is unconscious by 1230 at the latest. He's immediately uh, ambushed. I think she set the whole thing up. I think she was in on it. I think he was ambushed there. And I think that when she left, now this is where the defense and me sometimes disagree. And that's okay. It is my, I believe that everyone in the house knew what happened. The defense believes that Sarah Levinson and Julie Nagel might not have. And that they, because they believe that it happened in the basement. And that they got Sarah Levinson and Julie Nagel out of there by two o'clock. And that when they left, the body was not there. And that they moved the body after they left because they didn't want them knowing about it. Now that provides cover for Sarah Levinson and Julie Nagel. I don't believe that. I don't believe you could be in a house where something so loud happened where you would have no clue what happened. Like, I don't believe that. Also, they were they, they didn't leave till two. So they were there for like an hour and a half afterwards. That's a long time. What are they talking about? Like, what are these children these 24 year olds talking about with these, you know, the, the Canton high school class in 1994, what are they talking about together? Like what? So how's school? What do you got? You guys like Bud Light? How about that? Dylan Mulvaney, quite the character, huh? What, what do you talk about with people? Like, do you guys have TikTok? 
I like TikTok. I'm, I'm hip. I'm with all, I do what all the cool kids do. So they leave at two o'clock. Now, according to the Commonwealth, Karen Reed killed him with a three point turn at 12, whatever. So he's been lying there dying since 12, whatever. So when Jennifer McCabe is parked in the driveway, she leaves with in a car. Matt McCabe is driving. Jen McCabe is riding shotgun. And in the back are Sarah Levinson. And the other one is Julie Nagel. And they're going to pull out of there, right? And if they go south on Fairview, they're going to have an even closer view of that body, aren't they? I mean, think about that. At two o'clock in the morning, if the defense is, if, if the prosecution's assertion is that John O'Keefe was killed by Karen Reed and he's been out there since 1230, then his body's there, right? When they leave at two o'clock, his body must be there. And we know that this is what the body would have looked like. Now, this is from the other side of the street. Imagine how much more visible we, we should have got this. We didn't even get this. I didn't think about this after. Imagine how much more visible it would have been coming from the other way. Like you would have seen it right fucking there. Like if Jennifer McCabe is right, like they're coming from right fucking here and they're going to go right down this way. And Jen McCabe is sitting shotgun. She's going to be 10 feet from the fucking body. No fucking way. Do they not see that goddamn body? No way. So one of two things is happening here. Either all four of those people saw that body. And we're like, don't say a fucking word. Or the body wasn't there. And that uh, I initially thought that they were just ignoring the body, but now I'm buying Alan Jackson's theory that the body wasn't there at two o'clock. And that would make sense because the plow guy came through three times and the plow guy has no reason to lie. Cause obviously he's not in on any conspiracy. The plow guy didn't see it either. And by the way, the police didn't even speak with the plow guy. We found out through sources that the plows came Michael, according to Michael Proctor, the plows didn't even come through. They just didn't come through, but of course they did. Of course they fucking came through. It's a major road. Of course they're going to come through. Unless he had no, you're not going to get hit by a plow and end up lying on the ground. That's not going to happen. Like, dude, this is like, this is fucking journalism, by the way, this is what reporters used to do. Like publishing this for the fuck. Anyone have seen that fucking body? I feel like that would have been hard to miss. I feel like that would have. Lights over here. So don't use like the um. Okay. Um. Use lights on. Right? Yeah. Um. Go past it actually, so we don't get the lights. So again, oh, so actually, this is exactly it right here. Let me see this. So see that. Like, see that white thing right there? That's the flagpole. This is where John O'Keefe's body would have been. Obviously, we're not lying down anymore. Dude, dude, imagine a body right here and them not seeing it. There wasn't much um, snow. Lights. No fucking way. Yeah, um, go past it, actually, so we don't get the lights on it. Okay. And later on, later on, right, um, 
a year later, Sarah Levinson was not even identified. No one knew she was at the party until almost a year later. Sarah Levinson and Julie Nagel both testify or both tell Proctor that well, Sarah Levinson says she didn't see anything and that John O'Keefe never came in the house. Julie Nagel says that she saw like some sort of shadowy figure. She saw something on the lawn. So now why is she saying that? Because she knows that like, it's not believable that no one saw something. So I think she's lying. I think she's making that up that she's like, now she's trying to make it seem like, Oh yeah, maybe it. Cause they're like, hey, say, say maybe you did see something. Say maybe you did see something, but then we just didn't think that much of it. So we just kept going. Just go with that story, Julie. That's exactly what happened. So there we go. That's how you do journalism, folks. That was my trip to Canton. And yeah, that's the end of it. All right. So, all right. Uh, any questions you guys have? Anything you guys want to talk about? Any questions about this case? I'll be back. It's not going to be my last trip to Canton. I'll tell you that much. She didn't see the body, but she saw the cell phone under the body. Is that what she said? I mean, there's so many things here. Is there a documented account of the others coming out of the house to inquire why there was a, uh, I mean, there's Brian Higgins. I mean, I haven't read his testimony. Like, what did he say? A lot of this is grand jury stuff too, that has been sealed. So we can't even read it. Someone's got to be talking, right? I mean, that's how they're going to get these people is talking. I listened to that note, my objection lady from um, who I like. She's on TikTok, but now she's kind of like wishy-washy with it. She's like, I don't know. Like, she's like, we shouldn't jump to like, she doesn't believe that Karen Reed did it, but she's like, I don't see any evidence that the Alberts did. It's like, you know what the evidence, the Alberts were involved in this. He's dead. So someone in the house did it. <laughs> so it wasn't Karen Reed he didn't just die of natural causes. Someone did that to him. And we like, we'll figure that out later. Like the Norfolk district attorney's office, isn't going to figure that one out. Neither of the state police, neither of the Canton police, the feds are going to figure that out. You'll see. You'll see. So what is it about the, um, the solo cups? Uh, basically, Hey, by the way, smash that like button. How many likes we got on this video so far? I don't even know. Uh, but the solo cups, uh, they use solo cups to collect the blood evidence that was in the snow, apparently. And that's the other thing. John O'Keefe has one shoe on at the time. Where's his other shoe? Oh, they find the other shoe 12 hours later when the, the, the can police search the first time. All they find is blood. And a broken cocktail glass from the waterfall, allegedly. Allegedly. I've seen the cocktail glasses at the waterfall. They're they're just like I have I have in my cupboard. I have the exact same ones. They could easily have those in the Albert home. I think the original plan was to blame it on saying he got smashed over the head with that cocktail glass. I think that was the original plan. And then they're like, oh shit, let's go with the taillight. Um, but yeah. I forget where I was going with this, but. How many times did Karen call Jen McCabe? Just once. She got through immediately because she was up at 4.53 for some reason. Um, my biggest thing is Jen said she saw Karen drive off. 
So where was John? Yeah. Well, they're saying that John was just on the lawn, but that's the thing. It's like, none of them heard a sound. You understand how violent that would have been? Like she would have dragged his ass and somehow he ended up on the grass. I mean, it's just so stupid. It's so insulting that we're even fucking, that our institutions are treating us like this. That we're that stupid. Brian Higgins has a great work ethic. He's drinking on a weekend. Uh, great work ethic. He was drinking on a weekend night. Then went to his office to work at 1 a.m. What a guy. Yeah, seriously. Smash that like button. There we go. Yeah, I mean, I do like note my objection, but uh, I don't even know her real name. Uh, she does a good job, but I her her most recent video about this, I watched it today. Should we bring it up? I'll just bring it up. I'll show you what she said that I disagreed with. Again, this is nothing personal or anything. I just disagree. Note my objection. There it is. Something that I think is important to point out, and I understand like the fascination with the Reed case, the O'Keefe case, and true crime. And I mean, it's fascinating to me. And I, I mean, I love a good case where there's all kinds of different theories and evidence and allegations. Um, but we also have to remember that I, I'm not sure that it's we have enough information on any side to make conclusions one way or the other. Now, um, the defense has presented some pretty significant um, evidence that there was other stuff going on, um, but they haven't proven anything, right? And the government has- so, so stop right there. So they haven't proven anything. It's not the defense's job to prove that Brian Albert did this. They're kind of like doing this on their own to exonerate their own client. It's not their job to prove that Brian Albert or Colin Albert was involved in killing John O'Keefe. It's their job to prove that Karen Reed didn't do it. And I feel like they've done that and then some already. So somebody killed them. And obviously the, who else could have killed them? He was in the house. Somebody in the house killed them. And so that's the federal government's job now to do that. So it's not Alan Jackson's job to do that. I think she's doing a thing here where she's like trying to like, show that she's impartial to this and she's not like 100% Karen Reed, but like, come on, come on, stop it. Has presented evidence against Reed, which from the beginning seemed strange to me. I mean, it, it from, I remember when she was charged and that they were upgraded to murder last year. And I thought that was the oddest thing ever. I couldn't understand in what world they thought that this woman intentionally killed her boyfriend but we don't have any more information than that it's not as though we know take the take the defense theory right that he was killed in the house how is that, that ever going to be proven if that's the case if that's the case if that's real that means that somebody in the house has to flip and theoretically 
if that happened and there were people in the house and they all know that they have to basically take a vow of silence like you're in the mob and that if you talk that it's all the fault the house of cards falls if somebody talks and so if everybody knows that and understands that and doesn't ever talk how do you ever prove a case against anybody in that house never no way there's no way i mean there's no because it'd be way too much reason to hold out right and so the the albert like how are you gonna i disagree again i'm not a lawyer but how are you gonna first of all it's not the job of the defense to do that to prove that Brian Albert, whoever killed it, but it actually will be not that hard. You just get people to talk and people are going to talk. Like I have no doubt people are going to talk once they're facing X amount of years in the can. Like I ain't going to jail for Brian Albert's ass. He did this, not me. Why am I in trouble for this? Like people are going to talk. And I feel like she knows that because you know, she's a defense attorney. The McCabe's and the people in the house get afforded the same I know nobody likes that, but they get afforded the same rights and protections that Karen Reed does. Okay. Um, And so I think it's just for me, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced that she hit him, but I'm not convinced that she didn't hit him either. Okay. What? I might be at some point. I'm not convinced. Like, there's, There's like, by the way, like you don't, she doesn't believe that. I'm not convinced that she didn't hit him. Yes, you are. Like, stop it. Like, that's what, like, I don't, some people like to do this thing where they pretend to be like, oh, look at me. I'm fair and objective. Like, no, you are convinced because you're not a stupid person. Every intelligent person knows that Karen Reed didn't do this. What evidence do you, and I think I commented on this and I said, you're not convinced that she didn't hit him. What evidence is there that she did hit him? I go, no taillight pieces by can police found bite marks all over him. He's 12 feet from the road. I'm not convinced of anything, which to me, so it's basically, which to me means no criminal case. So basically she's saying you're like, it's, it's not guilty, but she's not saying it's innocent. Like she's saying, oh, not enough to convict her. It's like, this, it's more than just not enough con- to convict her. They have solid proof that she didn't do it. Like it's physically impossible to, how about that? The fact that it's physically impossible for her to have done that in that car, literally impossible. So yeah, let me play some more. That he was killed in the house, but I'm also not convinced that he wasn't killed in the house. So you're not convinced to me. That just sounds like a whole bunch of reasonable doubt. That sounds like a pretty little bow wrapped in a package for a Cameron Reed trial. So I don't know. I think everybody has to back away from speaking out loud and into the universe. What happened? Because what? none of you know what happened. Like, no, that's, we're not going to not do that. Like, and also this whole TikTok is based around literal, like, that's what, that's what people do. They speculate. We're not going to stop talking about it we're going to talk about it period. We're going to speculate because what else choice do we have, but to speculate because it's quite clear. Something's happened to this man here and the public has a right to know about who did that, especially if his murderers are still free, which clearly they are because Karen Reed, we know didn't kill him. So somebody fucking did. And people should speculate about that because it's the only reason this has turned into a big deal is because so many people 
have begun talking about it. That's it. You were in that house or you were in that car. None of you know what happened. Just saying. Something. So it's like, so we can't have a, if you weren't in the car, you don't stop it. That's ridiculous. Okay. Uh, Kirk and Cullinane gave you a shout out. Yeah, they're great. I love those guys. Love those guys. Um, give me one sec. I just got to get a drink real quick. Hold on. All right, we're back. Let me read a couple turtle chats here before I forget. Let me go through these. All right, first one up is from Kathleen. Sends $10 and just says, thank you. Thank you very much, Kathleen. Appreciate that. We got 10 from Lisa. Says, I love all you do. You're so amazing. Well, that's very nice. It was great meeting you in Newton. Great meeting you too uh, at the... Uh, the, I was the, the pro kindergarten drag queen show. That's what I was there for. I hope, uh, I love how you're exposing uh, these Canton mass police people. It'll be a movie for sure. Well, thank you very much, Lisa. Next one is from Horsefucker. Just brought my turtle merch. See you on the 25th. Absolutely. Yeah. Get your Google shirts. If you're coming to court on the 25th, order it now. Order your shirt now in the Turtle Boy store. Maybe someone can drop that link in the comments to the Turtle Boy store to get your uh, Haas Long to Die in Cold shirt. It would be great to have her greeted by a wall of those shirts outside of court. That'd be so cool. Uh, next up. Thank you. Steve sends $25 as you are the best around. I survived a month in the hospital because of your content. That's very nice. I am forever grateful. Thank you for uh, helping through the toughest part of my life. Nobody appreciates their fans more. You're right about that. Keep dominating Canton. Well, thank you very much, Steve. I appreciate that, sir. Uh, $100 from Jack says, these families are the trashiest trash bags of all time. In a way, Colin is a victim too because he will be a dysfunctional adult in and out of prison for the rest of his life. Hopefully in. Hopefully his cellies don't find out about his law enforcement relatives. He might want to start biting pillows for practice. Very, very true. Uh, we got a, a turtle chat here on the cash app. Let me pull this one up. Uh, it says here, uh, Brian Donahue sends $10 and says great work for the can read story. Thank you very much, Brian. And, uh, he, he also sends another 10 and he says a little behind tonight, but watching from Chicago. Oh, nice. Uh, Justin green sends 50 and says mini miniswithamission.com august 8th mini horses okay mini horses thank you uh nick gentilly sends 50 dollars. says you deserve a pulitzer please just say nikki g oh crap i screwed that <laughs> sorry if you do the cash up your name comes up first <laughs> my bad thank you nikki g i appreciate that Hopefully I got, I don't know if I'm going to get that Pulitzer, but if anyone else wants to donate, my cash app is dollar sign uncle turtle boy, or you can click the link at the top to turtle chat me. Let me read some more comments over here and keep hitting that like button. Um,
Yeah, and that's another thing. She, Karen drives a Lexus SUV at 2021. She would be ripping through that snow. The, the snow wouldn't be a big deal for her. This is a good question. What was the justification for changing the charge to murder for manslaughter? They don't have one. And they're just like, let's throw the book at her. I don't even think there was. You know, actually, this. you know what probably was? I think it's the fact that the 2021 Lexus XUV has a, a, a camera and that tells you when somebody's in back of you. So it would have been going off the hook. And that would prove that she did it on purpose, right? I think that's what got her for the murder charge. I spoke with police about this case. They thought it was wild how Brian had full reign over the body crime scene. Yeah, I mean, like, let me show you real quick. Some more shit about this that, like, is fuck. I got some more pictures from the scene. Check this out. So again, come on, stop it. And this, by the way, there was like tall grass. It's even less visible. Like I would argue that it would have been more visible on that night. The snow would have almost illuminated it more. This is what it was like, man. At eight o'clock, two hours afterwards, Jen McCabe's car was there already at 8 a.m. Like he was found right here. That's where we were laying. That's where he was found. How many inches of snow is this at 8 a.m.? Like three inches tops? This is Jen McCabe's car right there at 8 a.m. Why is she even there? Like, how did her... She's there to get her story straight. She's She, she ends up getting interviewed by Proctor from the comfort of her own home. Of course. And this is the crime scene at 8 a.m. Crime scene. A body was just taken from there. How many, like, two hours ago she's taken from there? There's nobody cordoning off anything. Dude, there would be so much fucking evidence in this area if Karen Reed ran into him and used her car as the murder weapon. Would there not? Would there? And this guy's just walking down the street. There's, there's nothing. There's no police tape. Nothing. They don't do anything by the book with this. Nothing. No one's interviewed on video. There is no collection, like no proper collection of evidence. Nothing, man. This is a fucking joke. This is a fucking joke. That's what this is. Again, the lawn's not even that freaking big. It was right there. Stop it. Okay. Stop it. And there's me and my girl. Okay. Yikes. Yikes. All right. Back to the uh, question. Back to the comments. Let me read through some more comments here. Sorry, I'm working my way. He was smashed in the back with something harder than a cocktail glass. Absolutely he was. <laughs> no, there's no crime scene photos of footprints in the snow. Nothing. There's no, they got, they did no police work on this. That's a great question with the footprints in the snow because whoever dumped them off there would have left their footprints, wouldn't they? Now, this is a legitimate question. If the phone last moved to 1230, how would they, this is the part I don't understand. How would they have moved him at four or five 
unless they just tossed his phone out there at 1230. I don't fucking know. You know, I mean, that's a good question. I'm sure there's an answer to that, but that would require an investigation, which has not happened yet. You would think like, it's not my job to do this. You know, it's like, I'm not, a, believe it or not, I'm not an actual fucking detective. It would be nice if the people that got paid to do this did it. I feel like that's not, shouldn't be too much to ask that. Do you think John was carried out of there? I think he, oh, absolutely. I think he was fucking knocked out on that basement floor, bleeding everywhere. Everywhere. There was probably so much blood blood loss in the basement. That's why I had to get rid of the whole fucking floor. Your proof is solid. This stream was just kind of, okay. I don't know what was strange about it, but. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I, I so maybe that's what they did. Maybe that's what they did. Is they're like, fuck, get rid of the phone. You know, first thing they did. Like, what do we do with the body? Because it's a lot easier to get rid of a phone. And then they threw him on top of his phone. His phone wasn't even in his pocket. They found his phone on the ground. And he died of hypothermia, so he likely could have been gaining, groaning initially. I mean, that hypothermia was the like major factor, they said, in his death, according to the medical examiner, whatever she knows. O'Keefe definitely died on the floor of the basement. I mean, that, that could have happened, too. I mean, I hope for his sake he was. It would also have been even more painful. trying to read all these comments what's up with the oh jay hill you're not a you're a moron whoever made the fantastic point that brian albert not coming out to see a brother in law enforcement unresponsive on his lawn likely to have visible injuries himself photos should yeah they didn't even take photos of where the body was like they didn't take photos of that because again they were trying to rush him to the hospital but nobody took any photos and i have not heard the 911 call yeah not only is proctor still working like he's not on leave nothing like, this never happened. They're just like, fuck you. Like, that's what they're doing. And I swear to God, if those four fucking troopers, I think I played that video to you guys right the other day of those four hardo troopers. Oh, I want to smack them. Oh, I just want to fucking, I fucking hate those guys. Those guys aren't cops, like I said. And I don't use this word a lot when it comes to cops because I respect cops in general. Those guys are not cops. Those guys are pigs. Okay. Those, that's what those guys are. Let me see here. Let me find this video. What day was Turtle Club? It was yesterday, right? What's today? Today's the... I need yesterday. Let me get yesterday. I got a video of it somewhere. Yeah, here it is. Let me pull this video up. Check this video out. Not that one.
Check this out. This is them coming into the courthouse on May 3rd. Let me change this audio setting. Watch this. Look at these four troopers come up here. With the scully cap. All of them have shaved heads except for the last guy. I mean, look at these fucking losers. These fucking losers. I just want to laugh at them. What, you think you're fucking tough? Fucking losers. Why are you here? Why are you here? You're disgraceful. You're disgraceful. You hear the state police, uh, the only interest they have in this, not one of theirs died. They're here to support Michael Proctor. That's why they're here as a show of force. They stood next to me like fucking hardos. And they showed up here. Three of them have shaved heads like Proctor. And just the way they carried themselves walking them into the courtroom. Like they thought they were so badass. Like we're going to show them. We're here to support our brother. You look like fucking tools. Fucking losers. Look at them. Look at them. Look at these guys. Look at this guy, too, the way he's walking. Little badass. There's them. And and you want to see how Karen Reed came in? Watch this. This is awesome if you haven't seen this. I showed you this in Turtle Club the other night. This is how they roll up. The defense team, they got a driver. So this is the, their friend. Again, all of, by the way, all of John, like people are asking, like, how do John O'Keefe's friends feel about this? All those people sitting on John O'Keefe's side of the courtroom, those are not his friends. His friends are on Karen's side. The people that went on vacations with him, that went on trips with him, that did shit with him socially, they're all on Karen Reed's side. Because think about it, like you're that age, you're in your 40s or whatever. I, I know me that most of you know my friends are like people I've met, you know, through kids' families. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's like the people that I would have hung out with. I don't know how to describe it. Like it would not be just fucking people like Matt McCabe or not my friends. And that's who's showing up for him are people like the McCabe's and stuff like that. People he didn't know very well. They're all there. Justice for JJ. Like none of you people really knew him that well. How many times have you been to his house? These people have. So what we have here, uh, the guy getting in the back there, that's a family friend of um, both, I believe, Karen and John. That's Alan Jackson and his associate, Liza. And there's David Yanetti. And then Karen's going to come out. Now listen to this. So keep in mind, a month when Karen is first indicted, she's being called a cop killer when she walks into court. And that's how she's being treated. Oh, how the tables have turned. Now the turtle boy's involved. Stand tall, Karen. 
Karen. You got it, Karen. Dance off, Karen. There we go. Dance off. That was it. Was that it? <laughs> yeah. How many times has that ever happened for somebody being charged with murder of a Boston police officer that they get cheered walking into court? I mean, fuck those guys. Fuck those state troopers that did that. They're disgraceful. They disgrace an honorable profession. They disgust me. Fake cops. That's what they are. Fake cops. Okay, back to the chats here. Oh, let me read more questions. Uh, well, she is impartial. She's an attorney. Your video shows. Where she, but it's just like to say that, like to say that. I don't know. Like, I don't know if Karen Reed killed her. Ricardo. That's not being impartial. That's being ignorant. Like, and I, I don't mean to name call. She seems like a nice lady, but she, she doesn't believe that. I know as a, she does not believe that there is any chance Karen Reed killed her. She's not stupid. And so that's not being impartial. That's like attempting to show that like, oh, it could go either way. We don't really know. It's like, but we do know Karen Reed didn't do this because it's impossible. Three point turn to death because of an argument earlier in the day. I know it's just like, cause that's why Oh, they got an argument over breakfast. So she fucking three point turned her to death. Yeah. That's what the mob does. And like Leah says here, they're already talking. Of course they are. Karen Reed should open a sub shop in Canton. <laughs> I know, right? She should buy D&E pizza. That would be the ultimate fuck you to them. Just buy D&E pizza. <laughs> and turn it into a gelato store or something that pisses off Chris. Sorry, I'm just, I'm still on the, I'm still on your reactions to the TikTok right now. Um, I'm, I'm going through these questions. So if you have questions, do you think John was, I'll try to answer these questions. Do you think John was carried out? Oh yeah. So I actually kind of answered that, didn't I? She's trying to string out months of views. Let's see. I mean, that's your opinion. I don't know if she's a good attorney or not. I'm not going to say she's not a good attorney. But yeah, every attorney I've talked to is like very clear. Like this is, they, they don't know what the district attorney's office is doing. That's the thing. I know, it is so ironic. I know, I'm like so team Rollins right now. It's weird. But when you're right, you're right. Apparently, Katie Thompson is a Minifan. Yeah, go on Katie Thompson's um, 
Twitter account. She likes all Kirk Minifan shit. <laughs> the car that hit me is going 35 to 40. Impossible to get killed by a car backing up. Exactly. I mean, I mean, that's what I mean by it. It's like, well, we, I'm not convinced that Karen Reed didn't do it. Then you're retarded. Like, there's no other way around it. Like, come on. St- you, you are convinced of that. I, you, you're, you're lying. Like, that's just a lie. You don't actually mean that. I, I started calling him Lunchbox because it, because of his last name begins with L. And, like, Lunchbox to me just reminds me of a kid that brings a Lunchbox to school. It's like a dorky-looking kid. Call him Lunchbox. But apparently, that's what Nick Rakita called the ADA from the Kyle Rittenhouse case because he's fat. <laughs> Call him Lunchbox. There's only one reason they would try to hide attendees at the Albert home that night. It's because they're not trusty Albert stands like Jim McCabe. Exactly. Yeah. Nice to meet you, Pink. Excellent. Yeah, he was not hit by the plow. Stop it. I agree. Was that like, was that, or people like, oh, that was a dud that I showed? I don't know what you want me to show. What did you think I was going to show you? I recreated her entire movement. I, I feel like we learned something tonight, like, especially the body shit, especially the body shit and the seven minutes. That was another big aspect. It took seven minutes to get from the waterfall to the house. Who is still living in John's house? Uh, the grandmother. His mother lives there. With the two kids. And I'm happy for them that they got to. Uh... No. So there's no super chat option. Pink. We have a we have a turtle chat option. Because we're demonetized. So if you'd like to donate. You can click at the link at the top. That brings you to something called turtle chat. I'll get a notification that way. And I can read your message. It does the same thing as super chat. Except they don't take 40%. Yeah. the go- I mean you can't get over the Google search man. And they have no response to the Google search. Other than. She had other browsers open at the time. That's exactly it, Deanna. They wanted her to take a plea and have it be over, but a second they made it a murder charge meant she would never take a plea for a murder charge. I doubt she would have taken one for manslaughter, but it would have been more appealing. What's the prosecutor's idea of a motive is that they got in a fight over breakfast. John was trying to break up with her and she didn't want that to happen. And then they got drunk and the anger exacerbated and she ran into him intentionally and killed him with a three point turn. They're charging with second degree murder, second degree. Yeah, it's like they, they'll they never get her. I mean, they fucked up so badly. Public servants. At the end of the day, it's public servants. You get This is what you get from public servants. That's why you work for the government. There's no, like, there's no accountability because you work for the government. Snow falling would actually set off a back camera sensor too. True. Turtle Boy would have a lot more people uh, supporting people if Deb Z wasn't. Oh, calm down. 
Thank you, Deb. Deb is a soldier. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, private investigator, you go do it on your own. We'll go watch your channel. Let us know how that goes. The snow inches you can compare it to the tires. So exactly. You look at those pictures of Jen's car. Dude, that's eight o'clock. Yeah, they did use a snow. The Canton police used the goddamn snowblower. A snowblower to clear the snow off. I'm like, what? you have to be kidding me. No, a leaf blower, I want to say. They did. A leaf blower. Was furious when I saw the pics of the crime scene evidence in solo cups. Yeah, on the ground. Exactly. There, there's some more pictures that you guys haven't seen yet, too, that are coming. That there's pictures of Michael Proctor. Let's just put it that way. There's there's more coming. Stay tuned. <laughs> that, that's a that's a great point. He actually said that he doesn't know if the dog's no. That it does mean the dog's alive. So he he says the dog's alive. He still talks to the owners. They just can't tell us who the owners are. There's literally no reason for anyone to object to the dog being turned over. I can understand Brian Albert's phone because Brian Albert has Fourth Amendment rights. The dog does not. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that makes the most sense is they move the phone. You're right. The phone likely was not on his body anymore. I agree with that. Why didn't they? Well, didn't they say his phone moved around 6 a.m.? No, 6 a.m. is when they found the body. So they found the body on top of the phone. It was underneath him. And then they moved the body. They're going to move the phone too. Proctor had the phone. Proctor ended up getting the fucking phone. So it's going to go where he goes. State police have body cams, but not the detectives don't. The detectives don't. You saw those guys coming into court. None of those guys have body cams on. That's how they dress. I believe she'll be found not guilty. I believe that's a loss. If, if she gets found not guilty and it makes it to trial, that's bad news for everyone. That means they're never going to go after the real people that did it. An unintended death is supposed to be investigated. Yeah, all like all there's supposed to be a reconstruction that happens. There's supposed to be for any death like that, there has to be a reconstruction. It never happened. Also, what never happened was like the crime scene was not protected, man. That's insane. Okay, I'm trying to catch up. I'm on. I'm at 11:50. Jesus, these are a lot of comments. Court documents say that most adults involved convened at Brian's house later that day for hours. They did. They totally did, because they had to get their fucking story straight. Insane.
why are the stadies more aggressive and power hungry than local cops? Because they think they're badass, I think, in general. That's not all stadies. Most stadies, I don't, I got nothing against most stadies. Most of them do a great job. A great job. And they hate the bad cops more than anyone. Did you ever find the people from Dedham Courthouse who called your nail? Uh, I think I know who that woman is. I don't really care that much, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm going after the big fish. The date of the photo that Colin put those knuckle pictures up was um, February 26th. So you can do the math about whether or not it was that night or not. Whoever made the point about Jen not saying, I thought he went home with you immediately when Karen called, nailed it. That's an exactly, exactly. I thought he went home with you. I thought he went home with you. How much blood was there when they found the body? Not that much, you know, and only in some solo cups, which is weird too. Don't you think? Wouldn't there be more blood? It's almost as if most of the blood was in the house. I'm guessing. Most cops are not bad. I a bald, oh bald. I don't know if that's true or not. But at least all four of those guys are are vaccinated. <laughs> oh, the shaved heads! I swear to God, it's just Mike Ermintrout. It's to look like Mike Ermintrout, like to act like tough guys, you know. Because they're balding. That's why they're doing it. And they can't wear a scully cap on the job. Yes, he was a Duxbury police officer. That's right. Sorry, I'm trying to read the comments. I'm going to I'm going to fast forward to the present cuz I'm like getting nowhere close to where we are. If you if you have a question or anything else, ask it in the current chat and then we'll call it a night. Oh, thank you, Samantha. I appreciate it. The timeline I thought was important. The prosecution is literally turning into the defense and the defense is turning into the prosecution. You're totally right. Totally right about that. Uh, why isn't the new dog owner coming forward? Because there is no new dog owner. Dog's dead. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Dog's dead. Dog's dead. Okay. Something's close it out tomorrow. God, I hope so. But you just never know with this team, man. You never know. I could totally picture them not winning, but oh man, the path to the the path to the duck boat parade is right there, though. Give me the heat, give me the Lakers. God, I want that. I can't believe our luck. I mean, that house is a piece of shit anyway. All right. So I don't see any more questions. So I guess let me just check the turtle chats. 
Got one more turtle chat from Jay here. Sends $25. Says, following murder cases for a long time. This case is a joke. BPD and the DA should be ashamed of themselves. Not BPD, Canton PD and, and state police. If Karen is even represented by, if Karen is even represented by a toddler, the toddler that can barely talk with exploit the truth, it's fucking retarded. Not sure what that means. I am good friends with a few detectives from local and state police. They can't believe the shit's going on. Thank you for doing what you're doing, sir. Proctor is a piece of shit bag staging evidence. They never followed protocol in any aspect of the death. You're absolutely right. And thank you for the dono, Jay. I appreciate that. Very, very true. All right. Um, so why get rid of your dog to appease a neighbor when you're that's another good point. Remember, by the way, have they ever remember he said that the, they got rid of the dog because the dog uh, was aggressive towards another dog. There was an incident. And then that dog's owner was like, Hey, we need you to get rid of your family dog. And he was like, okay, no problem. But if you were moving out, why would you do that? Cause you're not going to be neighbors with them anymore. And also who is that neighbor? Like, have we heard from that? Like, who is that neighbor? We haven't heard from them. We're just taking Brian Albert's word for it. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Those are great lawyers. However, this has been a great comment. Yeah, I'm really enjoying this true crime shit. You know, I'll enjoy it a lot more when um, Karen Reed is exonerated and the rightful killers are, are arrested. So I, I hope that happens. But anyway, we're going to call it a night, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining the Turtle Boy Live Show. Remember to give us a big thumbs up if you haven't done so and smash that subscribe button. Stay tuned. There's going to be more fireworks coming. We're now on week four of this one. We just finished week four of the Canton story and we got more coming. All right. Peace, Turtle Riders.